Welcome to the Helihead Show. This is episode 74. I am your host, Skits, and with me is Gucci. What is that? Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Uh, and we've got old Diamond Diamante with us. Hello. Ha- what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be polite. He's uh, trying to conserve his energy for what is hot. Okay. Yeah, yeah, see you on Keep drinking some of that tea. You'll be all right. Ten <laughs> percent, uh, you say? Yeah, it's gonna be a long episode. Mm. Or that'll be short <laughs> for you. <laughs> oh man! Oh boy! Well, as long as you don't end up like Gooch in the end, you'll be yep. okay. Do we only have like what two episodes that we could, you know, cut and paste? You know, voice. From you, we're in trouble. Mm. Three or four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Ah, 74. Man, we're almost yep. three quarters of a century old. Almost 100. We're getting close. Almost. We're yeah. close. Maybe yeah. we should do we're... something fun for that show. I mean, we keep saying that. What are we going to do? I don't know. Ooh, Maybe I... not show up. <laughs> Dude, like three hours of silence with the right. elevator music in yep. the background. You started with the heli spooling up, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. Seventy-four. I'm, I'm ready. I'm stoked. Let's Chris do it. Stoked. Yep. Let's do this. All right. Well, let's just jump right into it. Uh, first things first, we got the thank to thank you everyone for downloading, streaming, listening to our podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you. Gooch, what you been doing, man? Oh, man. You want me to go? Do it. Uh, Unless I you want Chris to go first. No, let's have uh, you and then we'll do Chris. Okay. Let's do, let's do me. Do me. Do me. Actually, let's I take see. it back. Let's do you, me, then Chris. How about that? Oh, yeah, because he's got some things to talk about. He's got lots of things. I got nothing, pretty much, so. <laughs> I don't have that much to talk about. Oh, you're going to talk you, about yeah. a lot of things. You got I a just, thing. Uh, okay, fair enough. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I Here just we go. my voice doesn't stay like that. Okay, right. me either. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get approached again by somebody at Funfly. Be like, dude, what's up with your voice? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Like, oh okay. I know you. You're the Vitus Hot guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, All right. Let me, let, let's get on the road because I have a lot of bullets here. What is it, like 10 bullets or some Good crazy grief. shit? Like that. All yeah. right. Let me get so, my pillow. Get your pillow. So, first off, is you okay there? I'm good. Go. Okay. Oh, I thought you were pulling the Scott Grammar. Uh, it's okay. Almost under the desk. Almost. Yep. Almost. So, I've been flying a lot. I've been you have. averaging, yeah, which is more than usual for me, mm-hmm. is I've been averaging about 20 plus flights a week. That's crazy. Dang, that's awesome. That is awesome. Yep. So Pro status. Have you gotten good yet? Uh, oh, that's good, d- d- Define good. <laughs> define good. I mean, like as in, in case you haven't noticed, I've gotten pretty good lately, kind of good? Oh, no, I'm not quite there. Oh, like, okay. My bad. Almost there. It's like, like 74 out of 100. Seventy-four percent out of almost good. Perfect. So (laughs) I love it. Let's see. So yeah, lots of flights. I finally made my even lighter Puma. 
My Puma mm. Numero Dos. Dos. Just when you me. thought the Puma couldn't get light, he made it even lighter. Yep. Mm. <laughs> so I went down with mini servos, which, by the way, I, uh, I had four flights on that last Sunday. Okay. And I tried tail slides. I tried full hardcore hurricanes with everything it's got collective with cyclic, you know, movements and everything else. Those minis are holding on. Holding on so, for now. Yep, for now. So, so far, so good. Uh, the motor is doing good. I'm getting the same crazy times out of a 12S on lower S speed. Um, and what, it's. What ahead. motor are you using? Did you change it? I changed it. Okay. So I went with the X Nova. So, the Puma number one has Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Uh, 130 with a 560 kV 4035. Right. This one is the smaller, is the 4025 560 kV. Can you notice a difference? To be honest, no. <laughs> I wondered. <laughs> I wondered. <laughs> to me, to me and my level, it does everything that the other Puma does. Yeah. Because we were, we were having that conversation. Sorry to sidebar you, but uh, I mean, just in case people are shopping Pumas, uh, there were some folks like, well, should I go 4030 560 or go 4025 560? And basically, the consensus is, is that there's not a whole lot of difference. And I don't think the average pilot is really going to know. I mean, you correct. know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you, you are one of those pilots that could beat the crap out of the helicopter in every orientation at 2200 rpm 2100 rpm i don't think yeah. you're gonna notice a difference That's and, th- just- and when we say that i think we're talking about like kyle stacy level flying yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. not yeah. like saying well i know how to beat it up so maybe i should no i'm talking yeah. about kyle stacy type flying here i mean what i did was at 2100 rpm i took it you know 100 200 feet up in the sky pointed the tail down i let it fall until about 20 feet off the ground and then i full collective went back right up mm, you choloed it i choloed the crap out of it <laughs> honestly it stopped it went right back up uh, you know there was no no dip in the servos you know like where it kind of like hesitates a little bit goes through that that invisible wall or floor that you just hit yeah it hit it went right back up okay and i'm okay. running like 13 and a half degrees of pitch Mm. For you know, how many? Thirteen and a half. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, that's yeah. good. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm running collective ad, right? Mm. Is it All collective right. ad? Yeah, collective ad. So you know, it, it's it's. Is that to me? Is that ahead. what makes it pop? Like on like yeah. doing hard? Okay, so it's collective ad, not pitch pump. Uh, you might be right. It's it's the one that adds. You know, in certain maneuvers, it just if you run like let's say twelve degrees of pitch, mm-hmm. it it. It over it's like a boost, one, yeah, like a boost. Yeah, oh, exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been playing with those. I have them. They're not stock. All those settings. I raise them so I get that pop out of it at thirteen nice. and a half degrees. I like that. And it, it comes. It comes in handy too, to be honest, because like Todd Dudek, he runs low head speed with a lot of collective, right? Fifteen degrees. Mm-hmm. I run thirteen and a half at low head speed, but I have a lot of pre-comp or yeah. whatever the collective pitch pump whatever it is mm-hmm. so that's kind of how i i make it to look crisp but it's not on you know like because every time like flying one of thoughts helicopter he always reminds you i'm running 15 degrees of pitch and really do you really need to run 15 degrees to pitch all the time or do you just need 15 degrees at 
well, sometimes. You're, you're not playing ball until you're 22 and 22. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean. when, when you go through the negative to positive. <laughs> <laughs> Where you at? How many degrees? I, yeah. I don't know. I went through negative and now I'm back into positive. Yep. You know? So, <laughs> go does ahead. Todd run that 15 as like a buffer? Like, like I run a lot of pitch. Yeah like 16 17 degrees but i use that as a buffer for like flying in like a windier day or something where i need that little bit of extra bite well it's it's if you have good collective management you could run 17 degrees it's kind of like nick maxwell he does the same thing he runs a lot of collective but he knows how when and how much of that right it's it's barely you just pinch it boom you go you don't stay in it you know most of us that don't have that collective management you're probably better off to let the fly bar student give you that boost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, put this out there before somebody goes out there and be like, I put 17 degrees of pitch in my helicopter and I piled drove in the ground. I, like, I don't recommend it unless, like, you feel comfortable <laughs> you, with it. Like, you know it, what you're it doing. It takes a learning yeah. curve. Like, and you, and running, yeah, running normal pitch, like, you know, 12 and a half to 13 and a half, like, at lower head speeds, you can run out of pitch. Like, if you're... If yeah. your heli's moving fast enough and like you're coming down doing like outside loops or whatever kind of thing, you can run out of collective. So yeah, you know. Do that's you think very you possible. can? I got a question. Do you think you could actually running lower head speed? You could stall the blade sooner. Like yes. I don't. I haven't thought about that. You know, as far as someone that aerodynamic type. I would say so. Point. I would think so, so. So with the 770 and 900 RPMs, yes, you really could. Like okay, it didn't take a whole lot. So that's why you kind of have to ease into everything, right? And you, yeah. you conserve like where you kind of pop it up, and as you're coming down, you also you get a little bit of speed. You also actually, you know, you start using your collective and and cyclic at the same time. You get away yeah. with that. Yeah. So if you like, there's videos on YouTube of me, Kyle, Stacy, a bunch of other people flying them. If you watch, like everything's big and flowy, just mm-hmm. so that way you never like worry about stalling it out or getting it to the point where the heli doesn't want to like it just won't catch itself anymore okay so you make everything a little bit bigger a little easier on the pitch so that way you never have to worry about that yep and with that being said uh i don't think i posted anything online so i was able to fly a at 1240 head speed my puma number one which has a scorpion power setup on 4,500 milliamp batteries, I was able to fly it almost 11 minutes. We wow. still have 20% left in it. And 1240 is low, though. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, you could still do, you know, uh, funnels, hurricanes, you could do flips, you could do pyro flips. But it's what Chris was just mentioning. You have to kind of, it, you can't. Freak, you know, like you can't do something on the whim, right? You have to, it's mm-hmm. got to be planned and you got to use that flow. Yeah. You know, and you where you use, start, fl- go you ahead. You use cyclic as lift as well. That's right. So it's very, it, but dude, 11 minutes. That's crazy. I, you know, I could get seven, I could get seven minutes by alternating between 1240 and 2100. Wow. So it, I'm telling you, it's, I was like, what? I almost did seven minutes and I had a little bit of hot nasties and then I had a little bit of, you know, pull a chair and let's, let's take a nap. You know, it's, it, it's doing really good for me on 12 s now. That's awesome. And we'll talk a little bit. There's some news on, on the Puma side of things. 
in the form of a motor. So we'll do, we'll cover that later. Yeah. But let's go to my next thing. Cause I still, I'm not even like a third away there. Oh Bro- man. Here we go. <laughs> so I've been running, you know, I was lucky enough, I guess, to get a seven S Sylvonic uh, pack um, to run on my raw 580 electric, which actually believe it or not, I've been flying that a lot more lately. Really? Um, yeah. Like, I don't know why, like, I don't know. Cause I feel like it's neglected. I literally, usually that will be my first flight of the day because I usually, I only have right now one pack anyway. So I'm like, well, might as well just, you know, use the pack and, you know, I'm not going to charge or anything like that at the field. Usually if I don't only go for an hour or two. So I fly that, that's my first flight of the day. And then I go into the Pumas because for the Pumas, I have, I don't know, eight packs that I could fly. Mm. But in the meantime, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do some a 7S pack by using two packs, a 4S and a 3S. <laughs> so I, I was able to buy two Avonic 4S's for 4,500 milliamp packs and two 3S packs, 4,500 milliamp. I think total was 130 bucks shipped to my door. For how many? For two packs, two flight packs, two 7S packs. Wow. You know? Yeah. So I'm like, Black okay. Black the win, baby. Yep. So, you know, uh, hopefully here soon I'll fly the Raw 580 even more because I'll have three flight packs. So there you go. excited to try that. The only hiccup I hit is I didn't have any more <clears throat> expensive-ass connectors. Ooh. So I had to make an order. But, yep. So excited about that. And I was going to give you, hey, Kevin, guess what? Yeah. Uh, and you are on the show. I got a 580 Nitro coming. Oh, geez. Or, here we go. Here. <laughs> it's here. Nitro, baby. Yeah. So as I thought, I'm not really going to fix my crack in 580 that crashed a spring fling <laughs> and put it back up in the air. There you go. I literally robbed everything off of it. And I'm going to transfer it into the raw 580 Nitro. Yeah. Because, nice. because, you need a bit jelly. Don't Todd let me fly his raw 580 Nitro. Ooh, tell us about it. And this is really going to set you over the top. He let me fly the raw 580 Nitro using Todd's radio. What? Yes. Todd. He said, dude, you're going to tell Kevin? I'm like, I'm hell pissed. yeah, I'm going to do it. I am so pissed. It hurt. It you, hurt. Got a you know what, Todd? Yep. The next time I see you, it's not going to just be a hug. I'm going to lick your face. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Asshole. Oh, so, you know, of course, first thing he was like, use your radio. And I'm like, okay, yeah, no problem. No big deal. So let's bind it. And then the options, you know, for like the glow igniter, I think my, the options in my radio are different than his somehow. I don't know how. But we couldn't get the glow igniter to work on my radio. So he was like, ah, fine, just use my radio. But you could see the pain in his face. Like, <laughs> he just didn't want to back off from saying, I'll let you fly my heli. You know, like, because I, I keep giving him crap. I'm like, when are you going to let me fly the, your heli? You know? Mm. Well, I, I did before. I'm like, no, no, no. I want to fly the raw 580 Nitro. Yeah. So, so I was concerned. It really kind of sounded to me like in some of the videos that it was heavy. And what that means, I don't know. It just sounded like it flew heavier than the Kraken 580 Nitro. And after flying it, I think they're, it feels different 
but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's heavier. I mean, leave it at that. Yeah. You know, and it could very well be just how Todd has it set up because he's got stick limiters and he runs this crazy 15 degrees of pitch and he doesn't really have it wound up to 2,000, 2,100 RPM. He only had like 1,800, but he flew really good. The motor was still a little bit on the rich side, but he is running the YS60. It flew really good and it looks amazing and, and super excited. They clear coated their canopy. You know, I'm going to tell you, that canopy is by far one of the best-looking canopies yep. that they've come out You know, in the Raw series. Let me just say mm-hmm. that. Uh, it is hands down one of the best-looking canopies I've done It's today. modern. Yep. I think the colors, it's modern, but it's still kind of retro to me. Yeah. I don't know why. It's, like, yeah. it's they, bright. They dull the colors. It's not like neon. Mm-hmm. It's it's got neon in it, but it's it's just not so like modern like the new like the Raws and yeah. the Pumas and stuff like that. It looks really really good. Yeah, and it flies really good. Um, I don't know. I think maybe as a six hundred, it's gonna feel more at home. It's gonna bring us back to that T Rex six hundred days. Mm. God, those were the days. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's not a bad thing. It's just I love that feel. You know, not necessarily the super light type feel. It had a little bit of, you know, we've always been big fans of like certain helis. We want to have that that weight behind it to get that momentum going. Yeah. And I think this heli is just that. If it's if it's heavier than the Kraken 580, which some say it's supposed to be lighter, not by a lot. I, I think it's it's in the wind. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he did do some mods, not mods, like he you know, comp, you know, did something in the Todd lab, but he had the 24 millimeter. Mm. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. Which I plan to use the 27s that comes with it or whatever comes with it. And maybe I change 24. I kind of like to fly something just straight out of the box, you know? Yeah. So at least I could say, yep, straight out of the box. Here it is. Fly it if you want to, you know, like, it yeah, great. You know, I, I didn't notice much of a gain going to the 24s, but that's just me. Okay, so super excited. I left the field, and you, I think I messaged you super excited. Yep. And I was like, I got, I didn't even have it ordered, pre-ordered yet. So, what was it? Monday, I, you know, we talked. To, I talked to Bird, and I was like, Yep, I need one. Send it my way, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, good. But yeah. So super excited, 589. Um, let's see. Did did some cleaning in my hobby room. There was shit everywhere. And after I cleaned cleared up my Kraken 589 Nitro, there's shit everywhere again. <laughs> so, but hey, I, I did one thing though. Like, so when I took the stuff off the Kraken 580, I didn't take the servos out of the mount. Like, I literally just took out the mounts, and yeah. I'm gonna just gonna bolt the mounts. On the raw 580 nitro. Yep. When it's when it stood up on the frames, you know, same thing for the fly barrels unit. Mm-hmm. Just gonna transfer that and just call it good. Right. Making it um, easy on yourself. Yep. Yeah. So the only thing I need to do is uh, I haven't taken off the you know how like the the ratio the motor ratio we changed that on the Kraken 580 for the 600 blades using the main gear, not necessarily opinion on the motor. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I need to pull that so I could put it under all five eight. Yeah. But yeah, so super excited. 
that's awesome. Two, yeah, two last things. I'm thinking about going to Flight Fest. Oh. I don't know. You ever hear of Flight Fest? I've heard of it. Yes. Yeah. So Flight Fest is literally like 10 miles from my house. Mm. You know, the field which they hold what? it at. Yeah. It's really, it's in Malvern, which is like, like literally like 12 miles from my house. And, because uh, I actually have a, a fellow club member from the old club. They're like, you're coming? You know, we would love to see you fly. You know, we just fly these little, you know, paper planes. I'm like, sure. If I can, <laughs> I'll come out. So excited about that. Because it's, it's like old time, like Urcha level. Like there's thousands of people that come from all over the world. Really? Oh yeah, dude. I was gonna say that's a big event. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They used to post the they post the videos on uh, YouTube about it, and they're it's like it just looks massive. Are there heli guys there, or no? Or is it just pretty much airplanes? No, they that's, have some heli guys there. They have some heli guys. Like they're okay. literally like anyone. They're not gonna turn you away. You know, like I think every year they usually have one or two heli guys that fly. But okay. it's it's a it's a private grass airfield. That one of the uh, the owner of the field is actually has a couple of deal, car dealerships in the area, so it's like a three thousand foot grass runway that gets lined up. I mean, they bring in tents where people could build the the little fly fest airplanes, the hot glue ones, right? And they literally like just crash, re, you know, rebuild, crash, <laughs> rebuild. They, you know, I think they even set up like the glue guns, like you just buy the kit, you know, from the rack, you go build it and you go fly within, I don't know, 20 minutes. Are you going to do that? Maybe. Please, I mean, please. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's something like, I think you could get a small little, like one of their planes with the power set up everything for like 50, 60 bucks, something crazy cheap. Please go to that and take lots of videos. I've always wanted to go to it. Okay, I'll do that. I think it would be cool to experience for the first time. Um, maybe I bring the nitro, cause some havoc. There you go. <laughs> no, so pretty cool. And the last thing I have, which you're probably gonna, so I had to call in a warranty call on the 6s 4500 milliamp bats, the Vonics. No. Yep. So here's the deal. Like I when I fly what eight different battery manufacturers. And this is the only one ba- set of batteries that it's literally, it says 4,500 milliamps. It acts like it's got 3,000 milliamps in it capacity. That's it. Hmm. It's, it's bad. You know, I even chose uh, a profile on my radio for telemetry purposes like a 3,300 milliamp, you know, profile, right, for batteries. It still came down to, like, 11%, you know, battery left after, you know, when the radio told me zero, which technically should be 20% left in it. Right, right. So, it, you know, so I called them up. I gave them, you know, the, well, I called them up. I sent them an email. I gave him, hey, I got a warranty call. Here's the batteries. I bought them from your site. You know, I gave him the whole thing. And then three emails later, now they're not talking to me or I haven't heard from them in like two days. <laughs> you know, the first question mm-hmm. was, 
you know, can you give me proof of, you know, the QR codes on the batteries, blah, blah. So I did that. You know, I kind of ran them through, you know, like anyone that's a little bit more experienced in the hobby. I gave them like, you know, because they asked me, well, what chargers do you use? You know, and I gave them, you know, very reputable chargers, right? Our, you know, 4010, I charge a 4010, ISDT X16, ISDT K4. You know, and I right. told them, I said, you know, this is what I do. I have telemetry, you know, I run them through all the things, that, you know, yada, yada. So then they, they have more questions, you know, and it's like every time there's more questions than before. You know, what is, what is your temperature, ambient temperature? And I'm like, guys. So, like, my last email was kind of like, here's the deal. I answered the questions. I said, I, listen, here's a picture. I have multiple types of or battery manufacturers. You, these set of batteries, and I have other Ovonics. The other Ovonics are fine. This set of batteries are the ones that's showing, like, it's acting like a 4,500 milliamp pack. That is not 45. It's identifying as 4,500, but it, it, on a good day, it doesn't have more than 3,000 milliamps capacity. Or it's got super high resistance that it's heating up the capacity faster than, you know, it's allowing for a voltage drop quicker. Right. I don't know. Like, I I don't know. That's, um, you know, it's the same helicopters I use these on, uh, you know, and I'm using all my batteries on their 12S setup, you know. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, here's the information. I give you the information. Are you going to honor your warranty call or your warranty or not? And I haven't heard from them. So, well, yeah, I mean, and, and they, and really they like, are, they're from Amazon, right? I mean, so yeah. no, it, it can I actually happen directed anywhere. them from their distributor in the United States, from ampal.com. Okay. Hmm. You know, so those batteries didn't come from Amazon or through Amazon. They came directly from their United States warehouse. Okay. Right. So, you know, we, we talked about this, there, you know, there's lots of reasons why batteries are less expensive right mm-hmm. i think we figured out why right yeah, so yeah. and we always talk too it's like yeah you pay less but you probably get less not necessarily in the battery but in support and here we are so yeah. food for thought if you think about it we've had good experiences generally but there's a downside just be prepared that's all we're asking you know yeah. don't act surprised when it if it happens to you right Team Black so, Pat, that's for me. Yeah, but I do have, so I think I'm going to take those off the tray, and I have some gold bats. You know, when Avonic just the ovaries just don't cut it, you got to go to gold, baby, you know? <laughs> so that's the next uh, manufacturer that's going to be up on the uh, the tray. Okay. I will say this, Z-Packs. Yeah. Z-Packs, 4,000 milliamps, man. Like, they, they've, I've used them every day I go out to fly. I get at least one cycle on them. The days that I had recharge, I probably have three or four cycles on them. Mm-hmm. They're good. And they were reasonable. Yeah. Two of them. Yep. So, I, I have a set of those as well. They, uh, they're working out great. Yep. So that's kind of where I'm at. I am, right. I'm spent. My brain is mush. <laughs> Next. Well, Kevin, quit, Chris quit short. talking, so I'm assuming he's asleep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh-huh. No, or he, no, he's, I'm still here. Oh, there he is. Yeah, he's a little bit tipsy. <laughs> no, never. Okay, okay. Kevin, what you got, man? All right, here we go. Uh, so, uh, I hope that everybody had a great Father's Day, who is a father of 
you know, kids preferably, not dogs or whatever. Kids. Right? <laughs> That's rude. That's real rude. Sorry, Chris. Sorry. <laughs> one day. That's rude. You know, Pace one yourself. day. One day. Pace yourself. <laughs> Pace yourself. <laughs> Hopefully not soon. But, uh... <laughs> so yeah but happy father's day to everybody i know it's so we're, we're belated here but that's okay um but that's basically part of what i did is i you know i i spent the weekend with the family we had an amazing time um I, you know it's just kind of a whirlwind of things and uh we went out and had a good time went out to eat things like that and um uh yeah pretty much it i mean there's not much to tell but uh at any rate uh in the process of all of this, I've been trying to fix my stuff, and uh, one of which was too. not fixed. It's all of it. Yeah, every bit of it. Um, somebody, said, somebody said, yeah, you going flying? I'm like, no. They're like, well, why not? I'm like, because I don't have anything flying. They're like, none of your helicopters flying? I'm like, no, none of them. So, yes. Yeah. You just, just like, step up your game. We got to do something with you. Maybe, maybe buy 10 helis? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that would work for me either. I mean, they, they don't. No, because you're gonna have ten broken helis then. Yeah, like, exactly. I need to go back mm. to my T-Rex days where I had like one heli, and when it was mm. down, it was down. But you know what? At least it was just one heli versus four. Whatever happened to your mechanic? Oh, he got lost somewhere. He's he's oh. yeah. In the great crap. He yeah, he he's he's lost in the great taco. <laughs> he's gone to Mexico, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah no, okay, so he, fix him some broken shit. Did you make any headway? Um, so I did look at my Puma from the time that I, you know, had the batteries fall out of it at uh, Florida or in Florida. Uh, I thought there was something wrong with the tail, uh, but I don't think there is. I went through it, and so I put that back together. Uh, I am waiting on my ESC to come back from Spreckensee, Germany. And um, apparently last I heard, it did make it there, but I don't know beyond that what's going on. So, uh, let's see. Uh, then there is the Nitro, uh, which was not broken, it just needed to be put together. Um, so I'm in the process of putting that back together, and I just haven't really been super successful. Um, so then there's the Three Blade. And so I was on Free Falls Discord Friday night, and I was wrenching on that. Uh, they shot me some good ideas to try and test, but I have not done that yet. Uh, but the first thing I wanted to do was to check blade number two, because that seemed to be the blade that was giving me the most problems. And I didn't notice anything wrong. I mean, it's not like the thrust bearings were in backwards, or, you know, which I don't think that would cause like an out of tracking or, you know, whatever trouble. Uh, but it's... Um, it's got a pretty bad wobble at the moment, and so once I get that fixed, you know, then obviously we'll be able to talk good things again. But I, the next thing I'm going to try is uh, spooling it up on the, the bench without blades to see if possibly the secondary shaft is bent, or even the tail pulley or something like that that may be causing that, you know, bad oscillation. It and, could be. It really could yeah. be. Yeah. Well, so that's what happened with my Puma is mm -hmm. I got it all back together and it had this horrible head shake and come to yeah. find out it was because the tail, the, the front tail pulley and the secondary shaft were just, I mean, and you would have never known it. I mean, it, it just happened to be, we'd spool it up and we'd see it like waver just a, t I mean, just a tiny bit, mm -hmm. but that model's so light that 
you see a lot of that resonance, you know, pop through yeah. because it's just such a light kit. So once we changed that, it was fine. And then that's when the batteries fell out. Uh, I can't win. What can I say? Shit happens. It happens. Fell out. <laughs> yeah, they just fell out. Um, so again, I'm going to, I think that's my next go-to is to try and see about that and see if I can't, you know, get that guy fixed when it is fixed and it's flying like, you know, gold again. Um, I'm actually thinking about selling it to be honest. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of trying to pare things down, man. I really am. I'm trying to like reduce the fleet a bit and, um, I'm actually going through my garage right now and trying to sell a bunch of stuff. Uh, even like big ESCs and big motors, like I'm just kind of, I'm just not there right now. It's not really where I'm at in my life. Maybe one day I'll come back to it, but right now, uh, I could use the money (laughs) instead. And, um, so I did end up getting a second Puma though, and I have started building it. Uh, so yeah, I, that one's going to be 12 S I'm going to give that a go just to kind of see. Yep. Yep. I'm happy now. Yep. So we're going <laughs> to, we're going to try and get that going and, uh, see if we 20, can't do some wicked tail slides with it, you know, 2200 robust. Yeah, that's right. Robust? That's right. Okay. 2225, okay. you know, whatever. <laughs> Give or take. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I'm excited about that one. I really love the way they fly. Um, that's part of the reason why I'm like, okay, let's let's get rid of the high power stuff for a little bit and just have fun again. You know, like it's flying on the seat of your pants is a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I'm I'm kind of there's a lot going on in my life and I don't I don't want to fly like that. I just kind of want to go out to the field, you know, throw down a few flights, maybe try to practice some stuff and go home. So, but it's cool because the fact that the two Pumas, of course, share parts with the raw nitro that I have. And that's kind of also where my, my little evil plan is at too, is that they all share parts. And that way I won't have to, you know, have multiple parts spread across the garage, you know, for different style kits and whatever, because I'm kind of getting past that. So, uh, again, not saying that there won't be another, you know, Rawzilla Jr. Uh, at some point in time in the future, but right now, I I need to try and you know sell a bunch of stuff and just kind of re reset the clock, as it were. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're leveling out of the, the the desk, right? Yeah, trying to, trying to. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I. It, it's like I have this, you know, Hyper 50 that needs a new ring and piston, maybe sleeve too. And I'm like, I'm never going to use this. So I'm just going to sell it. That and an aligned pipe, you know, like 150, 175 bucks, whatever, whoever wants it takes it, you know? And I mean. And I have like YS motors just laying around, like three of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, so do yeah. I. And Exactly. You know, it's like, you know, but. I don't know. But that's where you pick and choose, control. right? You know, I'm not going to get rid of yeah. my 56. Like that, that's kind of a prize motor. Mm-hmm. And then I have two 3DS, YS, you know, 3DS 91s. And I don't really want to get the, rid of those either. And, um, you know, so yeah, I, I, right now I'm running the 105 in the, uh, the raw nitro. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, when that thing is flying good and everything is mint, that's when I'm going to start trying out these other motors, you know, the, the YSs and, and try and do that again. Um, but, Ooh. uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm, you know, it's just slow in progress, but, uh, work is just really picking up and mm-hmm. it's becoming very demanding. 
Uh, so that's part of the problem too. Not to mention I've been riding bikes a lot. Um, kind of, you know, working on that the same broken record stuff with, that you hear from Scott, you know, I'm trying to, uh, drop some weight. And, um, so far I'm down like 40 pounds, Chris, trying to get, hey, sexy, trying to get sexy you for you, baby. Uh, but yeah, no, beefcake. No, yeah, well, so I'm trying to be Miss, Miss Olympia. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, so we, you know, me and Ben, we went and rode the other day and, uh, it's just really hot right now, man. But, um, but you know, trying to do that, I think we're going to go ride this Sunday, uh, in Florence, there's a trail there and, uh, just doing a lot of that, man, trying to, to do the weight thing and, and ride bikes and, uh, figure out this new job that I'm a part of. And I mean, basically, I mean, Gucci, you know how it is working for the government. It's like, they're like, Hey, Come on in here and just, you know, start. Like, huh? What, what do you mean, start? Like, yeah. you know, what, what do you want me to do? I don't know. Just that point, they just point over there. Yep. So, Yonder. me and, Yeah. <laughs> me and one of my coworkers, he's much older than I am, and he's a lot more well-versed in IT, well, cyber side, uh, for sure. And he's like, listen, he's like, it's, it's like pulling teeth. He goes, it's like we're fishing around in the dark. You know, it's, it's, it's just that way. And, we're going to have to play that game. And I'm like, okay, man, you know, it's, if that's what we got to do, then that's what we have to do. And, you know, but, um, I mean, they can't exactly be mad at you for not doing something if they haven't told you to do it. Right. Yep. That's right. So there mm -hmm. it is. Right. So, but anyway, so yeah, so that's, what's going on in my life. Uh, I think that's pretty much all we need to talk about. So let's get on with Chris. Oh boy. Yeah, you, you're Me? fixing helis too. See, I'm not the only okay, one. Okay, so the fixing what heli the things, fuck? I put it at the top, but really that's something we should cover later because it all happened at this really cool event I went to, but we're <laughs> okay. going to get to that last because okay. uh, that, that deserves a little time to talk about because it was actually one of the coolest things I've done nice. in a while. <laughs> I was sick. Um, sick. Yeah, so fixing Ugh. helis, getting everything back to dialed in. Uh, no more bent parts and hoping that it flies halfway decent. Um, and also just maintenance, new bearings, new motor bearings, just getting everything ready for uh, Ohio. Mm, nice. That's coming up. Yeah. Mm -mm, July 14th through the 17th. Be there or be square. Please be there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm begging you. <laughs> Yep. Oh, it's, I think it's going to be a good time no matter what. I think the same, generally speaking, the same crew um, that was last year. Kevin is not going to make the trip this year. No. But we understand. We're not no. going to hold him responsible for not nah. wanting to have fun. <laughs> He'll be there because I'm going to move down there and then we'll pick him up on my way. Have you gotten mm. rid of those little ankle biting bugs? The ankle no. biting <laughs> bugs. You, no. Yeah. The, no, they're, they're still they're, there. Nope. Then I'm it's, not coming. See? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Just wear pants. Wear pants. Yeah, it's true. It's High true. sock, Charlie sock, pants. Yeah. Uh, uh, Charlie socks. Oh, is that the secret? Yeah, you gotta wear the. Yeah. Like, the you gotta wear the fucking off. socks, huh? You gotta get the fucking <laughs> high socks on here. Oh, right, okay. Hey, okay. Whoa, hey, whoa, hey. Whoa. The ones with the yeah. fucking stripes or what? What are we talking yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, the little red stripes. Little red. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like praying to God because we've, you know, we kind of hit some quite a few days in the 90s already yeah. but we've also had weekends where it's like 72 mm. like know? when i was there <laughs> yeah <laughs> like was beautiful 
Yeah, it was like perfect weather. A little bit windy, but nothing, you know, it kept it like a comfortable level. Like even if you're out in the sun, it wasn't like melting, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, we're hoping for a good, um, <clears throat> do quick announcement. They, like, we have confirmed it. So now we're going to have the two light towers. We're bringing out the construction light out again. So we'll have mm. three light towers. Oh, man. Yep. So you're not gonna f- have to fly half blind, Chris. Yeah, but that's like half the fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of guesstimating where the hell you just uh, went is like half the fun. Yeah. So you're getting ready for uh, for the heli throwdown, but you're practicing. What are you practicing? Like uh, F3 and F3C, NASA's okay. and team trials is like right around the corner. It feels like. Yeah, we kind so, of failed miserably in in when you came to visit Ohio about we you practiced, but you practiced for the fun flight you went to. That's it. Yeah, I was so nervous <laughs> about like showing up on point of the event, like so hard. I was like, I gotta show up to this event. So like, I was gonna go practice with Gucci for F three C. Turned out, I went there and just literally practiced, had a smack down harder than I normally do. Mm-hmm. Literally yep. sat at his field and beat the living snot out of my helis to the point where I'm like, I gotta go home and not tear the heads back apart. <laughs> but you got some some pond action at mitch booth's house which was thank you mitch for that mm-hmm. yeah thank you mitch for that and uh yeah i mean the pond was was probably like i wouldn't say peak but that was pretty fun it was a little mm-hmm. terrifying he has more obstacles than what i'm used to at ponds i usually fly at <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> this is my favorite part is he, where, if you watch the, the live video gucci posted of it you can see him like telling me where there's stuff, and if I don't know if anybody caught it, but he's like, "There's stuff in the cattails you can't see, so don't go there, there, there." I'm like, "So I just can't go in the cattails at all." And he's like, "Yeah, there's like bird nest in there." I'm like, "This is great." He's like, "It's, it's like a steel pipe that comes up and it's holding a bird nest." <laughs> and I'm like, "Great." <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yep. But, yep, yep, yep. but yeah, somehow I'm figuring out how to like practice every day and still get consistent flights in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gotta really pick up F3C is not bad F3N's been pretty rough I've really been slacking on that so I gotta pick up the slack on that Okay. Um, uh, my goal is to have music done by the end of this month and then have a freestyle routine made up I by the end of this month too give me some mm-hmm. time to work with them and then okay. yeah F3N F3N is uh is a focus, but F3C is probably front of my mind because that's a little bit tougher for me. It's not so okay. 3D based like F3N, so yeah. F3C has been like trying to pound that to make sure I make that. And then, uh, and it was also good because when I went to Canada, Nick was there, so we were bouncing ideas off one another for it. So okay, that's a big plus. But I keep, speaking, I keep, of, you know, I keep what? making threats, but I'm I'm gonna have to get in on this uh, F3N business. F3N, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Really, it, so F3N's like a, if you want to do F3C, F3N's like that good like starting place because you have to be precise with the knowns. Mm-hmm. And if you're like, oh my God, there's knowns. Like there's no point in being scared because the known low K factors. So if you're wondering what the, what I'm talking about with Ks, it's that's their like point system. They use like the K factor. So mm-hmm. there's like K9, K10, K1, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The low ones are as easy as do a inverted funnel. And then they get as hard as like do a rainbow X with pure wedding reversals. Right, right. 
But like the easy stuff, like if you can do sport flying, you can do F3N. And it's, it, I think it's a good thing. And I think it's something more people should get into because it's going to help you, just going to help your flying altogether. Now, I have a question. I'm sorry to sidebar your, your week, but um, with F3N and next year being Worlds, correct? Yeah. So, and that's going to be here. So if someone were to start and want to compete next year, how does that work with Worlds going on? So you mean they want to start and compete at Worlds or compete at Nats the Worlds year? Yes, second thing you said. So they want to do Nats, but it's the Worlds year? Right. So I be- don't quote me on this. I believe this is how it's going to work from the way it sounds. Is they're going to have Nats before Worlds? Or they're going to do what they normally do where it's before Urcha? So oh, the way okay. it sounds is uh, they're going to have Worlds. And then it'll be Urcha at the end of it, which makes the most sense because if you had it um, before, like I feel like you'd throw the competitors off if they do come for Urcha a little bit. So I believe they're trying to have Worlds before Urcha. But if you wanted to compete at Nats, they're, they're going to still have it. So you can still show up and compete at Nats the Worlds here. And if you want a little extra help, go to like the last like day of Worlds and just watch. It's also like super cool because you get to see like all the top guys from around the world compete. Do you do you know who's coming? Uh, no, they don't have it. none of the teams are picked yet. Usually, you'll know like January. Okay, gotcha. That's when that's when the finalized list will be out. Okay. So January, I can tell you who's going, who's not going. Gotcha. <laughs> I can tell uh, you if I'm going or not. In July, no August. <laughs> so let's let's roll it back in Canada. Talk to us about Canada. All right. So start off. I have to thank Stefan. Uh, he is the man. He's the one who runs this event. He was awesome. He helped me out so much the whole time we were there. He pretty much told me where to go, what to do, and it was great. I didn't have to wonder about anything. Um. Also, he was great because we went out to dinner and they speak French. I didn't know a lick of French, and he <laughs> helped me out so much. <laughs> I mean, you should have known. Wee wee wee. Wee wee. Wee wee wee. This is this is actually funny. Uh, we literally pulled, like we got straight into Canada, and uh, if anybody was wondering who Kim is, that's my girlfriend. We're we drove there because it's only four hours from my house to this field. We crossed the border, and there's a stop sign, like right there. So I stopped at that one because it said stop on it. So we get so we get going on the highway and stuff. We had to pull off and do all these back roads. I didn't real I didn't know what stop was in French. I'm blowing all sorts of stop signs. And then <laughs> <laughs> the next day, we're following Stefan to the field. It just happens to be down the same roads we went. And Kim's like, I could have told you there were stop signs. They're red with the white in them. And I'm like, that doesn't help us any. And then it was like the joke all weekends because I was blowing them all. Mm, but, that um, is funny. So Funfly event at Club Crash? Is that Club the name? Crash. That's awesome. Name. Yeah. I mean, and I it doesn't get any better than that. Kevin, we have to go. Yeah. No, I'm there. That's totally <laughs> my, my type of crowd. So <laughs> you say this is above where you live, but what, what town is it in? It's in Quebec. It is in Quebec. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And uh, and to anybody who's like wondering about like how this event was, like how it felt, 
the this had to be one of the most like welcoming clubs I've been to. Like I was like when I showed up there, like there are more like you would have thought like it was just crazy how they acted. Like they got we got there and they're like super polite to us. Like if we needed anything done, these guys would like immediately got done for us. They made sure everything was taken care of between like getting us like like charging and making sure that we had everything we needed for the helis, making sure we had tools to work on, anything we needed to work on, and just making sure we felt like we were welcome there. And it was like amazing. So the if you want to go there and you're from the states, I highly recommend it. The people there are like super nice. And they're super in the helis. They'll sit there and talk to you about like the history of helis, and it's so cool. So you're saying that Heli Heads needs to go international next year? Yes, and there were guys at that at that club who literally like came up to me like, "Aren't you part of the Heli Head show?" And it caught me <laughs> off guard. I was like, "What?" <laughs> and then, because this is, I'm right next to my truck getting my stuff out to fly. And this guy goes, you're part of the Heli Hitch show. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm part of the show. And he goes, yeah, I'm listening to you right now. I'm watching the uh, episode. <laughs> and he, like, goes to his car and turns it on. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. Awesome. I'm what like, was his name? Cool. Mike, Mike, right? Zabel? Uh, yeah, Zabel. Mike Zabel. Yeah. Super nice guy. And yep. he also got a bunch of photos there. And, <laughs> oh, um, yeah, that's really awesome. I can't, I can't remember uh, the magazine he writes for, but he writes for a magazine there, which is super cool. That is awesome. I really want to go. Like, after hearing you talk about it, I'm like, so, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, but there's there's a unique way of the way they do it, right? It's every other year, right? Yeah, so it's Quebec. Yeah. Yeah. So tell tell us about that. Yeah, so there's two events in Canada. There's one in Toronto and one in Quebec. And the way it works is this year was Quebec. Next year will be Toronto, which this year doesn't apply because they did the whole the whole COVID thing came off, so they're both just trying to get their events back out there. But the way it works would be like this year was Quebec, next year would be Toronto, and then it'd be Quebec, Toronto, and they just alternate, and it's so cool. Dude, like, Toronto would be rad. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. So man. I'm really, I really want to go to Toronto now. Is yep. it Quebec or is it Quebec? Uh, it depends upon who you ask, but the way they may sound like it was Quebec. Hmm. I always hmm. thought it was Quebec. <laughs> so you want to hear something funny? Is Stefan's daughter? We were talking to her, and she's like, "Yeah, the Quebecans." And I'm like, "The Quebecans." Quebecans. She's, she's like, "That's what we call our people here." And I was like, "Oh my god, that's great." <laughs> that's funny. Uh, how was the turnout? Was there a good turnout? Yeah. So like, um, I was a little nervous. Uh, like Monday, like the Monday before before the weekend. Because okay. it showed rain, and I was like, "No, I hope it doesn't rain on this event." Because like, Nick was coming there. All these guys from Toronto were coming. And by the way, I didn't think it was this far, but apparently Toronto to Quebec is six hours. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm. "I'm like, these guys had, all had a hike." So mm-hmm. I was. So I think that's also kind of why they had a smaller turnout. But they had like 50, 60 guys there, which they're like, "Oh, this is a small event." I'm like, "This is like perfect for the size of the field." Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it was awesome. It was a good turnout, um, even though, like, all week it was just saying rain. And then we get, I think it only rained Thursday. And then, like, the rest of the time, it was great. That's awesome. What were were the dates again? So the dates were were June uh, 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th. How was the weather? Uh, Thursday. Like, I wasn't there Thursday. Nick was. But um, 
I was talking to them guys about getting over the border and stuff. And the way they made it sound like it rained and then it would stop raining and they would go fly, come back. And, they, <laughs> and, it would, and then it would start raining. So they went and hit again. That's um, funny. Uh, also, Nick was running a uh, school during, he did that on Thursday. Really? He ran a huh. school on Thursday. Yeah, which I believe he's doing the same thing at San Diego. I think there's an event in San Diego soon that he's doing the same thing with. I know Jason Bell's doing it with them. Okay. So if anybody, I don't know if it's going to come out in time, but if anybody's listening and you want to like get some like one-on-one uh, teaching, uh, check that out. Nick, Nick Maxwell and Jason Bell will be doing that. It's part um, of the team. Yeah, yeah. How was, did they have, they had raffles, right? I'm pretty sure they did. Dude, their raffles was like so cool. Uh, one, it was kind of a, it was kind of a uh, cluster because me and Nick were doing the picking of the numbers and calling the numbers and they didn't speak English. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we'd read the numbers. Like some of them know English. It's, it's just like, I think our accents threw it off for them. Like they like, they like know the broken English. <laughs> some of them, some of them you, would, you wouldn't even know. Like they just speak it. And then others are like straight French. Um, but Stefan would, uh, interpret it, but they had, if I'm not mistaken, they had the Fury 55. Okay, that was raffled off as a kit. They had an Octi 3 Max, 4 okay. Max, somewhere in there. Uh, <laughs> then they had a Protos 380, and they had uh, Rotor Quest. Okay, holy cow! Uh, yeah, they gave they gave away a thing for a. Raw 420 when it comes out, completely done. Wow. Wow. Ready to fly. So that was like, that was super sick. And then uh, BK Hobbies gave servos. Uh, there's Gen Zace gave batteries. Uh, and yeah, there's just a bunch of stuff they gave away. Everybody there went away as a winner. Wow. So there awesome. was so much stuff. Like, and then uh, me and Nick would like walk up and down the flight line with these boxes with shirts and we were just giving everybody like random sponsor shirts, which was cool. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Yeah. It was, so it let's, was... let's talk rad flight. Any rad flights from somebody else or maybe that you and Nick did? Uh, Nick threw down all weekend. I tried my best to throw down all weekend. There's this guy. So Nick, so we get there and uh, Nick was like, yeah, like these guys, like they don't see like many pro pilots and stuff. There's this guy there named Diego. And it completely threw me off. Do you guys know what the Banshee is? The Banshee yep. helicopter? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like yep. that limited edition. They all have like yep. 50 of them or something like that. Yep. This guy was doing hardcore 3D with a Banshee 700 and 800. <laughs> and it was so cool. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, absolutely just laying it down. I'm like, this is I sick. Mean, with the name of Diego in Canada, let's be honest. I mean, you, you are pretty badass. You're far dude, away. Guy, dude, guy's so nice, too. But um, it was so cool. Nick's like, Nick was like, watch this guy with the XL power. And I'm like, man, look at him go. He's ripping. And then he brings out these banshees. And I'm like, oh, he's going to like lay back a little bit. It's a banshee. It's a fancy, expensive, not many around helicopter. This mm-hmm. dude, she's go out there and just lay it down. I'm like, this is sick. <laughs> they sound amazing, too. They do. Oh they God. have a sick sound to them. You, you and Nick tandem, right? You, got, you did a tandem? Uh, yeah, for a little bit. <laughs> what happened? What My, uh, <laughs> I appreciate you completely wipe out the uh, set screw on my uh, brawl. Hmm. 
on the opinion. Made, yeah, completely flattened it. Couldn't believe it. Like, made it even with the, the opinion. Oh, yeah, I remember. I think Kevin did something like that, huh? <laughs> Back in the day with a crack in first flight. Mm. Yeah. But no, th- but no threat. Didn't break nothing. Autoed it down, and then okay. uh, just put another one in, and we we're ripping. Okay. How many yeah. crashes did you have this weekend? Okay. This so weekend? this is where the this fix event. part comes in. Okay. Tell us the story. I'm just gonna go on mute. I'm gonna let you lay it all out for us. <laughs> okay. So I have a three bladed helicopter. Friday comes. I'm having the time of my life is absolutely thrown down all day. Probably flew about 25, 30 times that day. Uh, I got a little confident with my three blade, caught the, the tips of the blades, didn't break anything but the blades and bent one of the uh, arms. Wasn't a big deal. So I put that away and I'm like, I'm just going to throw down with my crack and two blade. Threw down the rest of the day, uh, Friday. Saturday comes, I do a demo, and typical me, I touch the tail. Now, usually I touch the tail, no issues. This time it decided to completely eject the belt out the back of the helicopter. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm telling you, I was like, wow, what's going on? And this is why uh, you should learn how to do <laughs> heroes both. You crash and you go, oh, wow, what's going on, guys? I don't know what just I happened. Did the, no, so I always drag tail. That's like my crowd pleaser, right? Because people want to <laughs> see carnage. If you can drag a tail and come out alive, everybody's like, oh, my mm-hmm. God. So I recommend if you can learn any maneuver and you're, if you're good <laughs> enough, if you're good enough, quotations, if you're good enough and you don't have to worry about, like, Crashing your helicopter. Learn how to drag the tail. It's a real crowd pleaser because they think you crashed, but in your head, you know you didn't, unless you <laughs> blow a belt. Um, so the belt goes flying out the back of this thing. And uh, it's important to know how to appear both ways because I was able to save the helicopter. Okay. But what I didn't know is I did land a little hard because I let all the head speed off trying to get from inverted back to upright and down. Right. Mm-hmm. I hit the tail a little hard and there's like a little fracture in the boom. Mm-hmm. I missed it. I went to go fly again. It was actually funny. Landed it. Caught the fracture. So then um, I was like, well, I guess I'm done for the weekend. I'm literally like sitting there. I was so bummed. I'm like, I can't believe I came here. I only brought two helicopters. Can't believe it. I'm done for the weekend. And my girlfriend goes, why don't you take the stuff off the two blade? Because none of the two blade stuff was broken. It was just the boom was messed up. Like the head was fine. Tail was fine. And throw it on your three blade. Take three blades stuff off and we'll worry about it later we did that and i had to roll the rest of the day i couldn't believe it that's awesome <laughs> i was like the rescue. now this is like this is the best part is literally she proceeds to remind everybody at that event that was her idea the rest <laughs> and Stefan, the guy who was running the event proceeded to tell everybody there that too so like the that's whole awesome. time people are like oh kim's like the coolest and Kim became more of a celebrity than I was. And I was like, what in the world just happened? <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's, that's why Kim is cool. Chris, mm-hmm. Kim is cool. Don't you I forget that. I can't complain because I don't think I've ever had somebody so in-depth with a hobby. Like, she's totally in tuned with it. And she was like the one who was like, oh, move your heli stuff into the room so that we can work on it whenever we're not doing anything. Mm. So, like, yeah, she's awesome. She's, like, totally in tuned with it and likes it, so. My, I'm lucky if my wife turns on the light so I don't step on my heli. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Kim is like, Kim's the only girl I've met besides like the ones who fly and like the wives who are supportive and all that. The only girl I met that I brought to an event and she's like, 
oh, this is cool. And then just start like talking to everybody and everything. And then like we come home and she's like sitting there helping me work on helicopters. She's like organizing my toolbox mm. and stuff for me. I'm like, hmm. she, she's doing God's work, Chris. Yeah, she's, she's doing, doing all the stuff work. I don't want to do. Great. <laughs> I don't want to sit here and clean. <laughs> you you better bring her some extra ice cream or an extra ice pack for her foot, okay? Yeah, well, we'll, do. we'll do. You know? That's awesome. Man, that sounds like a great event. So you, you came back, what, Sunday from the event? Yeah, I came back. So I Sunday, um, I met with everybody uh, just to say goodbye and stuff and uh, just to make sure I had everything. They're super cool there. And then mm. uh, we made our drive home by by the way, for anybody who's thinking about traveling to Canada, if you are going from the U.S. to Canada, it's easier than coming from Canada to the U.S. Really? I thought it was going to be, like, horrible going to Canada. It was so easy. Like, we get to the lady, it's like, oh, where are you going? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go fly toy helicopters. And the lady's like, <laughs> <laughs> the lady's like oh, that's cool. Like, where is it? I'm like, uh, here, and we're talking. She's like, all right, well. Thanks. It's handing me my COVID card and my passport back. She's like, have a great one. I'm like, thanks. Wow. Way back, you would have thought I was trying to smuggle that body in, <laughs> into the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> I had to open my truck up. They had to see the helicopter. They take the campies off the helicopter so they could see in the helicopters. They wanted to see what was behind my seat. They they were wondering how me and Kim, why we were traveling together. I'm like, why else would we be traveling together? <laughs> Don't know. Just picked her up on the way. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, I, I picked up a stowaway. Yeah, it was, uh, but it was like, I couldn't believe how hard it was to get back in. Nobody but, wants to come to the States, you know, just saying. Man, nobody wants to go to Canada. Apparently, we should be going to Canada, uh, you know, just saying. I agree. It's, it's, mm. it's badass there. The only thing is, is don't fall for their stuff with the food. Learn that the hard way. Hmm. <laughs> tell us about that. <laughs> So I, I, uh, Stefan's daughter named Rebecca. For anybody who's been going to Urcha for a while, you probably know her. Um, okay. Because she went to Urcha with her dad a bunch of times. So we go there, and somehow we got talking about McDonald's, and she's like, "Oh, McDonald's in Canada is so much better than the U.S. The U.S. is like so thin. Ours is like our chicken nuggets are so thick." And she was going on about how the burgers are better. So me and Kim made it a point on our way home to stop at a McDonald's. And it was exactly the same. Both were cardboard <laughs> chicken nuggets. <laughs> the only thing different is they had poutine on their fries instead of ketchup. I'm like, all right. Mm, that's awesome. That's I was hilarious. kind of upset. <laughs> so what we need to do is if we, if Stefan and his daughter come to Urcha this year, I, we need to make sure that we take them to a McDonald's, right? And wine and dine them at McDonald's. Yeah, so what we got to do is uh, we got to have them bring McDonald's from Canada. And then we'll, oh, okay. we'll have a we'll have, we'll blindfold somebody and be like, which one's from Canada? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. They're going to be like, oh, you bought, you bought both of these in Muncie, Indiana. <laughs> I, I don't know, Kevin. I'm stoked. I want to go to Canada. To Canada. Yeah, I think we should go international next year. Yeah, we should. Yep. Sh- it, it'd be sick, and they would really enjoy it. They love having people there, and they're super nice people. Um, and yeah, they're like really in helicopters there, so they would absolutely love it. That's awesome. So okay, who, it's going on my list. Yeah, who was you know notable? Who was there? Like you said, Nick. I mean, who else was there? Anybody? Um, 
you guys know uh, Romeo? The guy yeah, from Oscar. Photos? Oscar. Yes. Yep. Oscar, he does Oscar. a lot of scale, a lot of scale stuff too, right? He does. Yeah, with the one stick. Yeah. yeah. Really? He, I didn't know he's got like a one stick radio. He's a one stick guy. Yeah. It's cool. He takes I didn't anything, know he... Kevin. You probably seen him. He takes any frame, like any goblin frame that comes out, and he puts a scale on it. Hmm. It's pretty cool. I think the last one I saw was a raw five eighty. Oh, wow. Yeah, electric. yeah, dude. The guy, you know, that's that's his jam. Is uh, photography and uh, doing scale model. Crazy, you know. Yeah, at least that's what I know him for, I guess. Bye. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, he was there, and he did a he did a cool photo shoot with me, Nick, and uh, Diego, just taking pictures of the helicopters in action. That's Who awesome. Else was there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, uh, Mike uh, Zabo was there. It was so funny as they introduced me to him. Uh, because I was asking for him to get a photo with him, because he, okay. I didn't have a photo with him on my phone, so I'm asking for this guy, and they're like, "Oh yeah, Mike Zabo." And then the one guy goes, "He's not related to Alan Zabo." And I'm like, "I hope." <laughs> <laughs> That's a Zabo brother I didn't know about. Right, the long lost Canadian. <laughs> the Canadian brother. That's yeah. funny. Oh, that's awesome. We got Mike Zabo, and we got Alan Zabo. There you go. Um. Yeah, there's a bunch of people that are, uh, I'm horrible with names, so if any of the Canadian guys at that field are listening, uh, don't take offense to it. I'm, I just meet too many people to yeah. <laughs> remember everybody, but I can put names and faces once I we, see you. We wear name but, tags for him, guys. Don't worry about him. <laughs> yeah, it, it's mine's still in the mail for Canada, so. Mm, any, what's the one helicopter from Canada, the, the guy with the motor that's like sideways? Shikumi? Yeah. Yeah. Was, was yeah. there one there? No, there wasn't, and I was really hoping there was because I think it's a cool like design. It looks cool. Yeah, it is. I heard Tony was telling me there that he uh, he doesn't make them much now. If you okay. special ordered it, he would make it for you. But I guess he's like slowed down on making them. Um, okay. Well, next year Toronto, if we go, you know, hear me out. I demand a Takumi there. I can make that happen because uh, that Billy, I can't remember his last name. Billy, he, he came to uh, Rochester a couple times. Mm-hmm. He was actually flying for him, and he okay. would bring him there. So I'm sure he still has one if you want to see it in person, in action. Well, I have a demand, he, too. Okay, oh go ahead. Bring back freaking Clearly Canadian. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just really dated myself. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you should have yeah. done that. There's a long story with that, actually, but I, th- I think maybe I've told that story before. Not mm, uh, clearly go into. I was young, man. This is you know back in the Stone Age. Um, so I think it was maybe ten ish, somewhere in there. But my family and I, we took a trip to Canada. And of course, this is before you had have you know you had to have passports and. Basically, you just tell them what you're doing, why you're going in there, and then on the way back, you know, they ask you if you bought anything, whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. But uh, we went to Toronto, and mind you, this was, like I say, this was a long time ago, and it was cool then, so I can imagine what it's like now. But um, so we got far enough into Canada that you're right, all of a sudden, English is not the language anymore, it's French, but so we were somewhere where they had these like little mini bottles of this stuff called Clearly Canadian. And it was like, 
raspberry, blueberry, strawberry, you know, all this kind of stuff flavored. And, and as a kid, I remember thinking like, no, I don't want that. It looks gross. It looks like water. You know, I thought it was like flavored water and I was like, gross. <laughs> and it wasn't, it's actually a soda and, or for you guys, sorry, it's a pop. And, uh, so, you know, it's pop for you guys, but, um, yeah, so we actually ended up getting some of that, you know, having it while we were there, but came back, you know, home and, you know, nowhere to be found. And it took about, I'd say a good six months to a year before it finally started coming into the States. So we actually, that's my little claim to fame, I guess, is that I actually got to try Clearly Canadian before it even made it to the States. And, um, or at least to our neck of the woods, maybe it was up in New York, who knows, but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, if, you're, uh, if you're probably up by the, up by the border. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it took a while for it to trickle down into the dirty South, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, that was, it was cool. It was good stuff. It was really good. It was very tasty. It was well, better than bubbly. I can tell you that it has more bubbly. flavor. <laughs> <laughs> bubbly, bubbly, uh, bubbly, bubbly. That's awesome. Well, yeah. you know, like I think it would be cool because I've never been to Canada. I think it would be really cool to take a trip, not only for helis but also yeah. to go to Canada. Toronto is awesome. At least back then it was. So, like again, I don't know what it's like now, but I'm sure it's it's pre- it's probably pretty crazy now. Yeah, doubt is run down and, you know, weeds growing out of the, yeah, you know, no. windows of houses. You no know way. what I mean? No way. Yeah. yeah. Well, That's what blew my mind. Like, nothing there is, like, abandoned. Like, you not to crap so, on the state, but, like, you go you yeah. go through spots, you're like, ooh, it looks a little rough here. Like, there was nothing. Like, we even went through Montreal because we went to the um, Olympics, uh, the buildings they had for, mm-hmm. I believe it was 1970-something Olympics. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, we stopped at that to see that with uh, Nick. And I was, like, blown away. Like, it was all still, like, super clean and everything. Hmm. That's awesome. Now, Even how far are you used. from Toronto? Uh, for me, to Toronto is, like, eight hours. <laughs> oh, holy cow. So it's, like, way out of the way. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I almost have to go by uh, Gucci. Yep. No kidding. Yep. Yeah. Wow. It's literally right in the corner of... Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York. Like that's where you cross. Like, I thought it was right above, um, like Niagara Falls area. It is. Yeah, it, it, Niagara Falls is five hours. Okay. Yes. All right. So f- it's closer to me actually, because it's only what five hours for me. Hmm. It's only. Uh, let's see here. Uh, thinking, 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 loading. That's like 333 miles for me. Okay. Yeah, so like I literally go up to the lake, and then I go east, just following the the shore of the lake, and then I cross through Buffalo into Canada. Mm, Gotcha. And then you you go ahead. I was going to say, mine's like I go up to buffalo and then cross there and then i go straight up but for me to buffalo is five hours yeah i think they call it the toronto dome is that right it's where the blue yes. jays play mm-hmm. yeah we we went there and uh toured the stadium or whatever it was neat it was, it's a cool place it's very oh, cool i have to give it that so that'd be fun i, I mean i know Do quebec it. is supposed to be awesome too i've never been there the wife has but toronto is a, nice. a very cool place man yeah yep. for sure 
They go through Hamilton and then into Quebec from there or Toronto from there. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. I think it's on my list. I guess to make it cool. I think it's going to be a, uh, a forever for me until I retire. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Cause it was, it was, it was so sick. It was such a good time. All right. Well, we've got to move this along. Don't we? all right so somebody has been practicing so uh we we're making big impressions this time big impressions yeah you don't have him there to wake up i still have parents listen they will understand they're (laughs) semi-retired actually my parents do understand they're like big supporters of this so <laughs> give it <laughs> give it your Diamante best. Yep. Give it to okay. us. Okay. But it's hot. I mean okay. you're getting you're getting better, Chris. You're getting I like better. It. Energy was there. Just yep. need, need, it needs a pitch pump correction. You, just pitch pump. <laughs> you, know? you went from twelve and a half degrees to like fourteen degrees. That's promising. Yep. If you just now threw in the pump. bag of gravel, the little pea gravel in your throat, you'd be good to go. Okay. okay. Practice. I like it. Yeah. I, I'm listening to a lot of metal now. Sweet. Okay. Oh, yes. There's now no wrestle talking. cups up in here. I, okay. I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest with you. The whole reason for the metal thing is because you, it's hard. You can't find a rat because it's too inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love the beat, but God, like, clean it up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Goodness. Uh, can't spot a country too slow and boring and uh yeah <laughs> rock, okay. metal metal and rock like that happy middle like they don't it's not too crazy mm-hmm. yeah we'll get All you there right. we'll get you there we'll get you there a few more a few more and we'll be there we'll be golden it's a Legit. big improvement i'm proud of you mm-hmm. thank you thank you i'm trying i gotta <laughs> earn my keep okay that's what i keep telling kim too Gotta earn my keep. <laughs> That's right. She probably agrees also. She Make sure you it. sweep the floors before you leave. Mm-hmm. Sweep the floors. Yep. Grab an extra ice pack. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Toilet seat down. You know, toilet seat down. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and don't forget the trash, for God's sake. Take the trash out. Yeah. And when they All say right. hour nap, you wait at least two and a half. Yep. Mm-hmm. I did that in Canada. I waited two and a half because she went and took an hour and a half. <laughs> in an hour, and I'm like, I know better. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. All right. So what we got? Hot. We got some things. All we right. just talked about it. Raw 580 Nitro. Like when this show releases, the kits are getting shipped to the people. Heck yeah. Yes. It- you know, so if you want a Nitro, if you don't want a Nitro, but you definitely want to get into nitro okay let's let's get on this raw 580 nitro will be shipping out on monday i'm sure there's plenty of the dealers for sab um in the united states that will have some order yours i think but here hold on. here's sure. a big Go question ahead. though big question is diamond diamante getting one mm. Mm. i think he should Yep. I have okay. To be fair, I've been really on the fence about. It. I haven't flown a nitro in. Oh geez, I don't know when the black nitro was released, but that was the last time I flew a nitro. Um, okay. Nitros for me, we don't get along. We don't see eye to eye on everything. Why? I don't know, man. I just don't know. I love them, but I can't. We just don't see eye to eye. You can ask everybody up this up 
in the Northeast because they've all worked on my engine because <laughs> I just don't get along with them. Is it a tuning Ron, thing or what's the deal? It's 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 not really tuning. Ron course tunes my motors. Cats out of the bag. I can't tune my own motors. Um, Are you sure it's a tuning <laughs> thing or it's not a tuning thing? So it's a tuning. It's not a tuning thing at all. So this is what it is. I like the nitro so much, and it's so much slower than the electrics that uh, I tend to get real confident in my abilities to fly low. And next thing you know, it is dirt napping. There's dirt in places there shouldn't be dirt. And uh, yeah, it's just like, oh, well, darn. Mm. I, I get but, it. But mm. I have like six cases of nitro sitting in my shop. So you so need a nitro. See, that's kind of like can... having a tail servo laying around. You got to build a helicopter, hel- helicopter around it. This no. is the worst part is I have the motor, I have the servos, I have a Neo and everything for it because I was messing around with a 60 size helicopter before. Do it. So Come I on, have Chris. everything sitting around, so I have to pull Come the on. trigger on it. Do it. Yes. I think I will because I kind of want to get back to the nitro, and I think that'd be a fun time. I mean, we do. We need to do a tandem. Me, you, and Todd at our show. Mm. Yeah. Oh you man, we, you're really put you're really putting the pressure on. I was gonna think about it after. No, no. At Urcha, we could practice or at least attempt to practice something at the throwdown. Yep. Card on file, Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this would be good because I don't have anything under seven hundred at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I think I think it would be cool. Okay. All right. I'll get one. Maybe um, even we get Bill Ant video to make a video out of it. Ooh. Yeah. Right, because need... we did the Puma, right? We did the Puma video. Yes. You know, me, Kevin, and Steve. I think this would be like perfect opportunity, me, you, and Todd, to uh, lay down a flight, and then we could talk about ourselves. <laughs> yes, perfect. Talk about ourselves. What? Talk about ourselves. <laughs> no, that just gets so personal. Set up. Oh. Jesus Christ, you guys, you know, like, go <laughs> rub on out. <laughs> Talk about ourselves. Let me pat on my, uh, on my own dude, shoulder. I, no, dude, people, I think I'm arrogant. I need more help with that. <laughs> no, it'd be, I think it would be interesting because you you would be running, what, full-size servos, or do you have minis? No, no, full-size. Full-size. So like, BMA. Yeah, me, BMA. me and Todd would be <laughs> <laughs> like, I love oh, it. He's such a dick. God, we can't well, we can't post this. Everybody's gonna hate me now. <laughs> yeah. So no, me and, Todd, me and Todd are on minis. You'll be in full size, and then you know me. What motor? OS. OS. Yeah. Yeah. Be so a man. Me, you, <laughs> no OS. Hey Chris, let me send you this OS fifty hyper in the line pipe and really show them what's up. Yeah, I think that would be cool. Like okay. really kind of. I'll send you. I I got. I don't know what motor I have. I have to look. Yeah, I should send it. I mean, don't get me wrong. You're going to have to freshen it up, but that'd be really cool, man. Okay. Yeah, let me see what motor I have, and then we'll talk. Okay. Because uh, yeah. I, I have an OS 55. I just don't know what it is. Okay. Okay. Dope. But it has, it has an OS pipe. If I have a hyper, I'll swap pipe with you. <laughs> yeah. There we go. No, that would be that would be really cool. I think I think you need to put that on top of the list. And if anyone wants to order one, shipping out on Monday today when this show releases. So that yeah. would be cool. Yeah, I think everybody should get one because I'm getting one now because I got folded <laughs> into this. So everybody else, <laughs> this was too easy. This was too easy. Or somebody wants to trade you a 
a, a raw 580 nitro for a what do you have uh yurkai i have yurkais i got thunders i have a bunch of stuff so mm-hmm. if anybody has a raw 580 nitro that they're like i want to mm-hmm. trade for a yurkai or a black thunder i'm open mm-hmm. to the option Ooh, nice. I hope you, you know you know it'd be sick if somebody actually hit me up on that. <laughs> like, like, okay. Then you really don't have a choice. <laughs> I don't have a choice. As long uh, as somebody's like, I have a kit on the way to you, and I'm like, okay, crap. <laughs> crap. Yeah, no, it's cool. So that's bullet number one. Bullet number two, Mikado. The biggest, the biggest yep. launch in a little while. Yep, the new Mikado Trainer Logo 200 combo. With yeah. radio, with a platform, and a heli. That's a pretty cool little thing that they came up with. It is literally like the most like anti-crash system that's ever been out. Mm-hmm. It's true. But, uh, but we have, have we gotten a price yet? No. I, I that's what I'm waiting saying on. Like around like 15. Ooh. Mm. That's way too high, man. I, mm-hmm. but, but don't hold me to it because I saw it in the comments. I don't know if it's really accurate, but I'm just saying that's what yeah. put out there. I said you to somebody if it was if it was eight ninety nine, I think that's more than fair. Mm-hmm. But if it's over it's a too- grand, like twelve hundred bucks or whatever, dude, who are you targeting? Really, yeah. you think that's a lot? Do you understand like how? I mean, I was hyperventilating just buying a four fifty, like a T Rex four fifty back in the day. Mm-hmm. I you think know. this is where it's different is because I started a little earlier than you. Well, like late, uh, later. Not later. Later. Yeah. Time for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think I spent like a thousand bucks on my cell, heli setup. Well, mm-hmm. with the radio and batteries and charger and all that, I mean, sure, it's going to be over a thousand dollars. But so my question is at the juncture that you want to get a different heli. Does that radio work with other Neos? And here, this, that's another point, is you can't even buy Neos. Mm-hmm. So you're still going to have to buy another radio. Mm-hmm. You know, I dude, mm, if it's not, okay, if I, it's not $899, I, I... I think the only way I see like $1,500, if, for example, a club buys it for the club. Uh, yeah, we read that too. Somewhere we saw that, right? Yeah. I mean, and that's a good yeah. idea. That's a good idea, I think, or like a group of people, like, you know, me, you, and Mitch Booth say, you know what, this would be a cool far area, right? Let's right. all chip in, split it three ways, and it's not necessarily for us, right? But it's for anyone that's interested. So if somebody comes to you, it's like, oh, man, that's so cool. Oh, yeah, you want to try it? Here's yeah. this. Go have fun with it. What? Go have so- fun with it. Turn on, turn off. That's all you need to know. So right. my whole thing is, is like, if it's over a grand to me, that's not so bad. Because if you think about it, how many crown errors I had with my first helicopter that ended up costing this thing like way over a grand because of like, I, listen, I, I, I know I, that I'm probably way off base, but I'm just thinking about the guy that their club is not going to buy one of these. I'm thinking mm-hmm. about the guy oh. out there that they're trying to capture to pull into the hobby to, as Eric Shu says, stick the needle in the arm. If it's fifteen hundred bucks, like you still need a sim. This isn't gonna be the uh, end I, all. You know what I mean? Like, dude, that's a lot of loot for somebody just getting into I, it. Because you got to get them over that sticker shock too. Imagine what it was like, you know, back in the day when kits started going from six, seven hundred dollars to all of a sudden a thousand dollars per kit. 
Like just the kit, no blades. <laughs> yeah, it, like I was like, no way, I can't afford that. And it didn't. It wasn't like a gradual thing either. It was like, yeah, it happened overnight. Thing. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So I listen. I'm just one voice. You know, I'm probably dead wrong in the scheme of marketing, but no. But like, it's good to have these conversations. Yeah. God. Um, but I just I don't just, know. I don't know how you're gonna market it to get people over the sticker shock at that yeah, level. Yeah. That's what it is. If it's if it's over the thousand level, right? Yeah. 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 I think it's anything over a thousand. I think is gonna be very hard because here's the deal. At the end of the day, you there's these people potentially are still gonna go to a club, right? Mm-hmm. And and yeah. most people are not gonna say, yeah, pay a thousand dollars on a little dinky helicopter. No, we're not disagreeing that it's not awesome. It doesn't have awesome capabilities. That's not what we're doing here. But this person, new person, is going to go to a club, right? And they're going to be like, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about buying this Logo 200. You know, it's got everything, blah, blah, blah. Most people at the club will probably tell him, like, why would you do that when you could buy a Blade 230 for, you know, 250 bucks ready to fly? <laughs> you could crash it four times before you... Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's yeah. the battle that I envision is going to be how are you going to get past, how are you going to sell it, how are you going to market it? If it was 2011 I, to 2016, sorry, Chris, where the the scene, the heli scene was, you know, 1,200 deep at Urcha still, then I could kind of see this, right? Uh, but in today's economy with the short numbers that we have, you've got to make it super appealing for people to peel out 1500 bucks out of their pocket who are brand new to the hobby. Mm-hmm. The odds are they're going to buy a Nimbus 550 and a Sim. It's probably going to cost them 1500 bucks. Mm-hmm. Give or take. Right? Even then and you're, you're right, Gooch. I mean, like, I mean, why would you not go with a blade or something, you know? You know, so that's, that's the thing is like, it's how do you balance that? Like, you know, mm. from a price perspective, right? I understand it doesn't crash. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? By design, it doesn't crash. I totally get it. But it's, it has everything to do with sticker shock. It's not what its capabilities are in the fact that it's going to be light year is better than buying a blade because it doesn't crash. Like that's, that's huge. But that initial sticker shock is, I mean, that's re- That's a lot. Yeah. Cause, cause we know, right. We, you know, the sticker shock we all had for the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Buying my first and- radio for $330. I was like, Holy shit. Yeah. But we learned through the years that, you know, you, you're paying for something, right? Because mm-hmm. it saves you time, it saves you. But somebody new is not going to understand that. You're not going to understand it. So what is going to happen is Mikado is going to rely on people that are experts or you know not necessarily novice in the you know uh, hobby anymore, right? To promote this, right? And say, here, get this, take this. But you know very well how bad our hobby is sometimes with money. You know, with pricing. Oh, that's just too much. You can buy this for three hundred dollars. Hold on, I'll sell you this XL five twenty for five hundred dollars with everything. Yeah. Go get yourself a sim. Practice on a sim. We put you on the buddy box, and here you are. You know how many crashes you're gonna get out of a five twenty 
or a thousand dollars if you only paid five hundred for the initial thing. And we've talked Twop. about it before too. Is that yeah. some of these folks in the hobby, you know, they're buying used helis and I mean, heck, even crashed helis because that's how they afford to stay in the hobby. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't know, man. We'll see. I'm sure people will buy it. it Mm-hmm. And maybe it'll be some experienced pilots who buy it so that they have that as a means to, quote unquote, Eric's quote, to stick the needle, the needle in the arm, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that's yeah. how they'll get around it. I, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep. It'll be, so it'll be interesting to see. Yep. It's definitely cool. Like the, the, the capabilities, not being able to crash it, being able to adjust your, your cone of safety, your safety mm-hmm. net area from small to larger pretty cool it's awesome that you know it sounds like you don't have to do anything it will recover itself even land itself if it's really you know if you get into real trouble that is cool yeah yeah like this is a big step because like they did it so like this is going to be like a big step for any beginner to like get started in the hobby without the fear of like i crash this i'm out for this amount of time until i get parts and i have to figure out how to fix it you're kind of like avoiding that a little Mm -hmm. bit and then even if like the, even if like a couple like top guys or even like guys who were just knowing the hobby got them and started like a little school thing with them, that'd be a big plus because there you go, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they got them. There's that no fear, and you don't have to do the whole buddy box thing, which sometimes uh, I understand some people's perspective on it gets a little like annoying, mm-hmm. and it's also stressful on the person buddy boxing because you're like now I, I kind of got to rely on me catching it, mm-hmm. where that mm-hmm. there's no worry about that and. It's got the whole return back to center. So, yeah. I mean, this is just a big step, and I think it's in the right way of making this easier. On well, people. you know what this is going to do, to be honest, and sorry to be this way, it's something that it's competitive in, in the way of other products, right? Or what I mean by that is Blade, you know, if this thing is half successful and Mikado charges $1,500, something crazy, and it's doing decent, right? You know very well what Blade is going to do. They're going to take their S3X feature, smart fly boss unit, and they're going to try to match it. And it's going to, you know, potentially spur, yeah, spur in the future. Innovation. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's going to be different. Maybe not exactly what Mikado has going on, but it's going to force him to compete with that type of technology. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to hopefully be at a more reasonable price, you know, for the people that can afford it. Yeah, which is what we're talking about. So it'll be cool. As, you know, I've always said, you know, some people are negative about it. I th- I think it's positive. It's just it's going to be like a sticker shop for a lot of people. Yeah. I don't know how. I'll, well, I guess we'll have to see how they market it and right. how they get if they do good. So yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's my big fear: is, uh, sticker shock. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to happy, happy, mm. happy new, I guess, motor release by yeah. Xnova. Yeah, boy. And it's it's a thousand kV motor for the Puma for six S seven S. Let's talk about that. Let's do it. So Why? what we Why? have here is not your normal forty five or forty twenty five eleven twenty kV motor, right? Mm-hmm. Which is typical. Because that's what we use. That's what we've been using. Let's be honest. In the, right. With the people that ran, you know, six S, seven S, eight S. Right. Right. We were we were forced to go into this weird. You take us uh, eleven twenty kV and just pinion it 
or whatever cell capacity. You had to run pretty low. At least on the Puma, it had to be an 18 tooth, which is the lowest they offer. But even then, it's still not quite low enough. And so there are reports out there of people on 6S machines that were still pulling pretty high amperage because, you know, the overall uh, gearing between that combination was just not in its sweet spot, right? So there began discussion behind the scenes uh, of a 4030,000 uh, kV motor to be developed. And so this has actually been going on for, I don't know, a couple months anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, the 4030, of course, uh, ups the stator size, right? Can mm-hmm. still the same, ups the stator, get a little more torque, and of course, lowers the kV to a more reasonable range to run 16 or i'm sorry 16s <laughs> uh 6s and 7s in a more um a, a better efficient efficiency range right mm-hmm. so you're you're keeping the amperage down uh but you're also being rewarded with the extra punch the extra torque and um so this was the big secret that kyle had going on uh the last show i think it was when we talked about it Mm-hmm. And um, so when I flew it, and it was on 6S, uh, it was light years better in terms of the available torque. And mm-hmm. that was where the 1120, the 4025-1120 was lacking. And it's not the motor's fault. It's not designed for a 700-class machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because the fact that they developed this motor being the 4030 size can, you know, now you have that available torque on hand and, you know, it, it made running 6S way more enjoyable, you know, with whatever pack you want to choose, by the way. Uh, it just, it made it more, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, Black but, pack, pink pack, yeah, little, pack, little, little, pack. little jab there. Sorry, packs are packs. Uh, but, you know, um, it made it a lot more enjoyable. It really did. Okay. And I think that on 7S, you could even take it to next level where it would perform even better. I know Kyle was running it at 1900 in that video. I think if he was running 20 or even 2050, I think it would really come to life. Um, because I know the day I flew it, it was not running 1900. I think it was more closer to 2000, maybe even a little over. I could be wrong. Um, but it was super peppy and it made all the difference. So I do know that Bert is trying to get these motors, uh, in stock. Is that correct? Or is he doing like pre-orders? Uh, I think they're, they're pretty much on the way. Okay. Um, and they're not in stock yet. So they're, they're soon to come, you know, watch out. There's always, you know, you can sign up for, uh, notifications and everything else, but. I mean, I'll be honest, like if I take one of my Pumas and I go to a 6S setup, it's going to be with this motor, you know? Right. Because there's no, there's no point, you know, to, to ask of the 1120KV motor something that is just not built for a 700. Right. Yep. You know, it's just too far off. If it yep. was like, you know, 1,050, okay. You know, if it was nine fifty, okay, you could you could work with those, right? 
yeah. just 1120 is just too far out. And, you know, we were noticing that, you know, it's like people were having issues like where the moment they went off an 18 tooth to a 19 tooth, I mean, they were having shutdowns potentially, yeah. you know, for different reasons and everything else. But I mean, there was, there was a reason why 18 tooth was fine. Cause that's, you know, you know, it needs to be even lower than that. Yeah. Um, for running and that 6S, you know, cell uh, capacity. But yeah, 1000 kV, I think that motor is going to be the perfect setup, especially if you already have 580s and raw 580s and Krakens running 5000 milliamp success. Yeah, something I mean, else to bring up too, and, and, and I don't have data to back it up. It's just a conversation that I had. But uh, I was talking with somebody who, you know, understands how all this works. You know, running a small pinion does not mm-hmm. mean that your motor is going to run more efficient, mm-hmm. uh, meaning that that's, that's the one unit in the power system that's not going to take the, the, the hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so some, I, one thought I had was, well, if I ran a bigger pulley and, you know, a smaller, you know, main gear, say, or whatever, you know, would that make it be more efficient? And the idea is basically is that, you know, someone was saying, well, I think running the smallest pulley you know, would is makes the motor more efficient that way, and that's not how that works. I know I'm not explaining this well, but the point mm-hmm. I'm making is is that with this motor, you'd have to run a larger pinion, and that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. running a small pinion is is not the most efficient way for the motor itself. Like we're not talking mm-hmm. batteries and ESC at this point, but running a higher pinion is is not a bad thing. Yeah, because I think generally speaking. You want the when the motor is running at ninety percent, right? Most of them have like the efficiency ratings, right? Mm-hmm. And usually, most of them are ninety to ninety-five. Keeping that motor close to that ninety is the point. That's when it's the most efficient, right? The moment right. you start going to those small, it moves you off that ninety percent mark so right. much that it's just it's going to be you know spiking yeah something's gonna take the hit yeah yeah yeah, you're not you're not hurting the motor you know the motors don't really get hurt by underpinning it or overpinning it potentially it's gonna be the esc and batteries that take the brunt right it is you know typically it's the battery (laughs) typically it's the battery because you are asking that battery to to, you know do either it's not you know it's building up heat or it's you're you're you know because you're not you know using enough of the uh, of the the pot the punch that it's got, or you're actually asking too much of the punch, mm-hmm. you know? Because I, I always believe in that is like you know I keep saying it and I said it in the past, you know the the battery is not like it controls anything. The battery will give whatever you ask it to give, right? Until it's, it's not got providing, nothing it, left. Yeah, it's not pushing it; it's providing it. It's providing it, right? Yeah, yeah. The, usually the ESC and motor, if as long as the mo- the ESC got that gate open, yep. the motor is going to pull. Yep. You know? So, yeah, this is going to be the perfect combo. I, I, yeah. I, if I do the change to a 6S or a 7S, I mean, I de- technically I have 7S, you know, yeah, batteries see, running so in do my I. Yeah. raw 580. That's, this is the ticket, you know? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think this, this one is going to be, what, a 20, 20 tooth pinion, right, for the 1,000 kV? I think so. Yeah, I, which yeah, we'll is have the to stock. Look into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it stocked the twenty. Yeah. If twenty is stocked, then yes. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if it was twenty-one. I couldn't remember. No, I thought so. That was twenty-one, and I I was looking in the manual the other day, and it's twenty. 
Okay. Yeah, no, that's good. Because I was thinking you'd want to be 1920. Definitely would not want to be 18. Mm-hmm. And see, and that's, yeah. that's part of the problem too. Like for me living here in the South, uh, you know, it trying to run the 1120 even geared low on an 18 tooth pinion on 7S, mm-hmm. the batteries are taking the hit. Mm-hmm. And it was like 80 degrees that day. You know, now it's like almost 100. You know, mm-hmm. there's no way I could fly an 1120 in a Puma on 7S. I mean, my batteries would, batteries would be nuked every time they came down. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I agree. I think this would be the ticket. Uh, that's obviously why, too, why I went to 8S. But with mm-hmm. this as an option, I think 7S is definitely a strong contender now. So what you're thinking is 7S 192 um yes or or 20 just depends on where that falls i haven't done the math but i mean it's yeah i i think whichever one of those would get you in the target range of 20 20, 50 something like that being your highest head speed and um and i like the fact that i already have like four 7s packs they're ovonics they've been treating me well and they were packs that i was running in rozilla so you know they're still running strong and mm-hmm. I would love to continue to to use those and not get rid of them. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, at the cost of, you know, what, like a $300 motor? I don't even know what they're going to cost. I have no idea. It might be sub, I probably is sub $300 if I'm not mistaken. Um, but uh, we'll find out. But uh, yeah, so that, that was the big news, the, the big unveil. Uh, mm-hmm. Kyle couldn't make it, obviously, but, um, you know, that mm-hmm. was it. So. So, talking about motors, you know, Scorpion said, no way, I'm not going to be outdone by this new X-Nova motor. <laughs> what did they come out with? Yeah. They came out with their, a... Uh, their little Feather 42. 25. Yeah. Yes. So, actually, Which is Chris, you got one of those, right? Yeah, and there's 393 grams, like, total weight. Mm. That's not bad. So, 42.35s. No. Yeah. This is no. a 4225. 2525. Five. Oh, so they, yeah, they're 550 KV. They're saying uh, we're going to go big can, but smaller stator. Okay, a different take on it, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit different than everybody else does it. Yeah, the 42 okay. the 4235 was the Nick Maxwell motor. Okay. Yes. How what's the continuous wattage on it, Max? Uh, continuous wattage max. So, I have watts at amps okay. at the moment. So at uh, three thousand five hundred fifty watts at eighty amps. Wow. And then at five thousand uh, seven hundred seventy watts, I have one hundred thirty amps. Okay. So this, so like in general, this motor is good for like a light seven hundred, like the Puma. Okay. Or your 12S600 size helicopter. Okay. Mm. Well, here's the deal. The Nick Maxwell 42 series, that thing was a staple for years. That thing was a beast too. Beast. I mean, I see, I love that motor. Yeah, but they, they developed that motor because the uh, uh, E700. Yeah, the Raptor E700 couldn't take like a 42, a 20, yeah, or I'm sorry, 45 size can. It can only do the 42. So they went yeah, narrow and tall. Yes. So they, yep. they, that's when this motor came about. And yes. don't get me wrong, I had one. It was a freaking beast. Like it was, <laughs> there was nothing weak about it. But it also was a 4235, not a 4225, which is what this is. 
But I totally yep. get it. This this model is probably even more lighter than the E700 was. I don't quote me. I have no idea. But you know, I mean, I do know that people who are running 4025, 560, 12S motors, it's still a 4025, and dude, that Puma freaking honks like it's mm-hmm. quick. Dude, my 4035, 560 KV, that that heli, and it's it's still. So let's put it this way: between the X Nova motor and Puma Dos, and the Scorpion motor and Puma Uno, it's it's really like heat wise, both those motors come in about the same. It's like it's like NX4 on an OS55 DRS. <laughs> I agree, totally agree. <laughs> That's what we're talking here. Yeah. Uh... Oh, should we talk about the other thing that Scorpion did? What okay, else did Scorpion do? They also did uh, on their uh, 45, 25, 520 KV uh, motors. Now you have two main shaft size options. You have 35 millimeter uh, shaft on it and a 55 millimeter shaft on I it. I did see that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So if you're running a Goblin, you don't have to cut your main shaft now <laughs> right yeah but on the other hand the flip side of that is is that the xl specter the v2 and maybe well the v1 for sure maybe the v2 is that 55 mil is what people need to run the you know the the drivetrain of those helicopters yep it goes yes. all the way through the the, yes. the the extra wide pin i mean it's mm-hmm. like yes, every massive. little bit of like 40 millimeter <laughs> right it's pretty big yeah yeah mm-hmm. So, yeah, so cool. they're so they're like staple motor now. Now, if you're running Goblin, or if you're running XL or any helicopter, now you can get a main shaft to fit that helicopter, mm-hmm. which is a big thing. I don't have to sit here with a grinder anymore, <laughs> my uh, Dremel, and try to cut the main shaft. Keep burning yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Keep burning yourself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you laugh, but I had to do that for Puma Dos with the with the X Nova. <laughs> uh, I've done it for you. Put the bat. You have the bag over it so we don't get nothing in the motor. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, no. Like, no. Wow, you're so cruel to your motor. No, I straight up cut that some of it. I put my hand right over the. I mean, that's why I get burnt to hell because my hand is catching all the stuff. No, oh, dog. You got to get the sandwich bag, dog. Oh, yeah. Sam- oh, come on. Get yeah, with the know. program. I love oh, sandwich bag. There's only mm-hmm. one shaft on it. <laughs> you put oh, the shaft Lord. Here, here we go. I need to get a, a baby blanket and wrap uh, it into a blanket. Chris, oh Chris, man, I guess we're going to have to do a how-to video for Gooch. Get him schooled over here. Oh, so Lord. tell me, what was the first video on your uh, YouTube channel? Well, it was teaching Gucci how to properly put a <laughs> shaft on a motor. <laughs> you know, which he didn't do correctly because he caught the whole bag on fire. Oh, man. I've never... Okay, I've never had the bag issue but yeah no <laughs> i'm just either. saying in general this saves some saves you depending upon what hell you fly you can just get the motor that's going to fit it properly yep. no cutting no hassle no nothing yeah love True. it mm-hmm. oh big news big news away from motors that's enough with motors oxy flash canopy is completed we're getting close mm. boys somebody that's looking for a flash darren weens yeah. Is going to get his flash. Bill sometime Ann. in 2022 mm-hmm. or 2023. 2026, 7. <laughs> oh, my Who knows? 
Dude, I mean, let's be honest. That that can't be looks good, man. No, it it's a good looking machine. I gotta tell you. Mm. I, I I'm a fan. Like I would I mean I'm kind of over the whole like main gear stuff. Like I, that's one of the things I really like about Goblin is the two stage gearing, but with the belts. Uh, but I do. It's a good looking heli. I'd own one, depending that on what it costs. <laughs> I really like the color. It looks good. It stand. It looks like it's going to stand out good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So take a stab. What do you think it's going to cost? Bearing in mind that shipping right now sucks. I'm not even going to guess because I feel like I got the logo 200 like way off. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd be on that for blade. a half an hour. Blades or no blades? Uh, no blades. No blades. 850. 850? You think so? 850? I was thinking like 750. Mm. There's no way. Now with shipping and everything going on. With shipping going on, my guess was 899. I don't. Okay, I'm going to say one thing. There's like nothing to those helicopters. No offense to any Oxy people. Out Listen, there. R&D costs, buddy. You yeah. know? It doesn't Shipping matter costs. that they it doesn't matter they sized it up for an Oxy 5. They're going to say R&D costs. You guys really think it's going to break almost 900 bucks? I think it's going to be 899, sure. Shipping and all that? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. So you want to go you go 750, Chris. I'm, I'm going to stick with my 750. I think 850, and Kevin is going big dog. He's saying almost $900 minus one cent. Let me wow, ask you weird. something. What no. if it goes $999? $999? Here's my thing, right? Like, so if it breaks $999, it's, uh, it's still not like horrible compared to the other 700s in the market. When what, you if get it, what if it came with blades? Huh? If it came with blades? Well, okay, so let's be fair. Has Oxy ever offered kits with blades? I don't they, know. Didn't they have their own Lynx blades? They did. I think they did. Yeah, but do they come in the kits, though? I mean, does the Oxy 5 I come with they, kit or the blades? I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. Should I, yeah. I should have messaged Bill. He called today like five times. Oh, really? Bill, yeah. Bill, Bill. Oh, man, he's, he's probably busy right now, you know, watching the flash just keep going back and forth. <laughs> He's like Flash in his in his bedroom. Shoo, yeah. shoo. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be so good. <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> we love you, Bill. Poor Bill. Uh, no, he, no, he it's, did. It's we cool. talked today, but I forgot to uh, ask him. We did talk about the Flash, but I forgot to ask him like if it comes with blades or not. I imagine it would, right? Because that's like a thing. <sighs> like all the helis come with blades now. It it's does, cool. but that's the one thing that I think some people misjudge is that sorry sab but i have a preference in blades i if i want your blade i will buy them mm-hmm. but i don't need your blades so to come in my kit okay i see what you're saying like you rather the kit be cheaper than you can go ahead and take that extra I mean, money that would be in it yeah and buy absolutely i mean here's okay. the thing man like everybody and their brother is sponsored by somebody these days like I don't need your blades. I'm, you know what I mean. I'm, I'm a rep for Switch, so I'm gonna buy Switch blades. You know, I'd rather mm-hmm. be able to buy the kit without the blades. To be perfectly honest, I have a question. Yeah, this is very like me not being in tune with how the other heli kits are in the market. Does XL come with the uh, blades? You can buy them that way, right, Gooch? Mm-hmm. Oh, you can. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so you, you can, can get usually them. they'll give you Rotortex. Rotortex or the Azure blades. Azure, yep. how do you say it? Azure? Azure. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, you can yeah. buy it with those yeah. too. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's skip over that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the last time I'm on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, yeah, it's being real. Choose, you could choose blades, and you know, technically, they don't come in the kit. You kind of like an add-on, but you get maybe a little bit of cut discount or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, you know, because it was the same way with the XL five twenties in the past. What was it like choose. with blades? Nine hundred thirty-eight bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without blades, well, it was like, like eight fifty. I remember um, Goblin. I think the only heli they did without blades was the sports, the Thunder Sports. Yeah, true. And they were in like I think they were in the six hundred range. Mm-hmm. Six ninety eight. Me, me yeah. and Kev, when that happened, we we're like, dude, that is awesome pricing. That was pricing like to freaking take the market over. I, I think. It, I think it, it did. I mean, for the most did. part, you know, and a lot of people had those sports, man. Mm-hmm. And then they came out with the sport drakes and all that. Yeah, that was. So, you know, and that's the one thing that I always wish that Matt Bodos had done is don't get me wrong. The man can build a kit, but I really wish that there would have been a budget line. Budget line. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think everybody should have a budget line, to be honest. Well, let's be honest, like the 690, they were they were kind of a budget line to their. 700 ultimates or extremes or whatever yes. you know what i mean like so that was like their budget heli mm-hmm. you know i like the, i honestly agree with you because um getting back on the whole beginner thing yeah that's it's a lot easier to swallow crashing yeah. a 600 kit compared to a nine hundred thousand dollar kit it's also a gateway right it's like mm-hmm. man if this freaking black thunder flies this good i wonder what the comp flies like yeah, uh, yeah, you're wondering what the next model flies yeah, like. Of course. Then you can easier justify that expense because you're like, well, if this flies that good, then then I wonder about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think having right. a budget line is like the smartest thing you could do, but mm-hmm. it also means more manufacturing too. So I don't I don't understand all that, and I'm sure that's where it comes into play. Well, the mm-hmm. budget the um, budget sport that SAB did. It was uh they didn't have the carbon frames. Instead, they had G10. G10 and um. And the booms I, were they, not made like straight up carbon either. They had no, like some they were kind fiberglass. of wood. Yeah, they had some kind of wood layup in it too. Yeah, like and some, the canopies were fiberglass. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you because I have one sitting next to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. they're fiberglass. <laughs> He's like, no, it's right here. Like seriously, mm-hmm. it's literally right next on the floor. Yeah. Well, coming back, I mean, I, I'm excited about the Flash. I, I uh, wish Luca the best in his return. Yes. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people are big fans, at least Bill Ann. I know one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, no, and Devin, two people. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> so. <laughs> but, uh, no, they, they do have a fan base, and I, I think it's cool. Um, I, I, hope, I hope big things for that. I hope that it's not overpriced. Uh, I, I hope that they bring it in sub a thousand bucks. I think that's right on par. And um, yeah, I would love to see one in person. I know we did at that RCHO, but that was I, still very prototype at that point. It wasn't really. I, I was going to say, yeah, I've seen production. it a couple of times. Devin uh, flying it and that was still like prototype ish. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'd really like to see the uh, final product. Mm-hmm. it looks like all together like yep. not not prototype in testing mode 
Bill and Bettany that I couldn't, you know, like turn an eye from SAB and that I would never buy a flash. So you never know. I might have to try one. Please don't. Yeah. Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we, we, we know if there's anyone that could do some testing, you know. Yeah. Give it to me. I'll do some tail slides with it. I will send you a 300 size ESC and a big honking motor. Hell we'll see yeah. what this thing <laughs> Dude, I got one of those. Yeah, John Allen gave me one of those KDE um, 4540 motors. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we could get that bad boy juiced up. But, uh, juiced yeah, up. Do, do, uh, do some cholo slides. Oh, yeah, we'll mm-hmm. see what that bad boy's made of. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, also, so. before we move on, I do want to say one thing. Uh, our, the pricing that we're talking about is all guesses. It's not like this is what it's going to cost. <laughs> yeah, sure. Before anybody's like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to yeah. go 200. They said it's going to be 50. I'm, like, I'm saying that's probably going to be like speculation. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be like high end. If it's 1500, yeah. that's like high end. You so. guys let us know. When you listen to the show, comment. Uh, hopefully, Gooch will post this show in a couple of different places. But mm-hmm. let us know what you think the prices of these things are. The trainer, the Mikado trainer, Logo 200. I'm curious to know what you guys think it's going to cost. The, the Oxy Flash. Flash. Like, what's that going to cost? The people who guess the closest get a kit. <laughs> nice. No, Don't listen no. to him. No. <laughs> yeah. they'll, get a, they'll get a Helihead sticker. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> they get a free your all right so big news for last what do we got there's two more is there two more well i want to talk about mikado Mikado okay because that's pretty big so let's not end with negative news because i i don't want to say negative (laughs) so mikado usa just like literally i saw it right before we got it you know start recording this show um is has made an announcement that due to the price increases in the market, you know, generally speaking, 30% uh, price increase, you know, for electronics, they are stopping dis- having distributors for the Neo and V Control. So the Mikado USA will be the only place where you could buy Neos and V Controls in order to for Mikado USA to absorb some of these price increases and not have to affect the price to the customer much, if any. Yeah, so before anybody freaks out, it's to help you in the end. Yep. So uh, negative because prices are going up, but, but at least at least Brian is doing his best to make people understand or to announce why right and keep people in the loop and this is just what they're forced to do because of the market and the yes. price and shout out to them trying to keep the price like down so in check you yeah know? so that way it's not like crazy like oh my god this is like super expensive mm-hmm. so at least shout out to brian and them for keeping this like affordable yeah yep for sure so yeah yeah not the best of news but because you know it's going to be one place but guess what i'll rather have one place than no place that's true that's true so so let's let's end on a good note all right well i well hang on so a good note or bad note Mm, i don't know i mean i just want to take a moment of silence for a moment Mm -hmm. Mm because our board marcus kim has joined heli direct and not bk hobbies Mm. i just um i need we need we need a moment of silence Mm. silencio 
God. No. Congratulations <laughs> to Marcus Kemp, for real. Uh, we're, I, I don't care where he goes. I'm happy for him. I'm just happy that he's back. And mm-hmm. uh, I have not been to the sod farm and flown with him in, a, in quite some time. Me and Ben actually were talking about that, uh, that we should, it's your we should fault. get there. It's it your is. fault. Well, you know what? He can come down here, too. Don't play that no, shit no, with no. me. No, it's Those your two fault. Ways. Yep. It's, but, but. It's always it's my fault. fault. It's your fault. Yep. Yeah, there you go. always. Yeah. I yeah. steal your Velcro. You failed to keep Marcus <laughs> King off the Helidirect team. Just saying. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I, you know. I think huge, it's, uh, huge congrats. You know, yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. Congratulations. So, mm-hmm. Marcus Kim on Gosh, All school. All yep. school. Marcus Kim. Love it. Mm-hmm. All right. So, do we have anything else to add? Mm, it's Thursday night when we're recording. We're about to go into a weekend. Whew. Love that. All but right. How, how about we go into a commercial? How about we do that? Okay. Good. All right. You want to do it, Gooch? Do it. All right. Let's take a short break and we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Tom Shin here. I joined Only Fine Helis because of the family environment that the Turner family promotes. Only Fine Helis carries the industry's most desired products and provides fast shipping. Every year, I attend a lot of fun flights, and if you've ever been pressured into a Scott Graham tandem, Only Fine Helis has the parts to get you back in the air. You know, on second thought, you should just go buy the spares today at Only Fine Helis. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, so we have a great show for you guys tonight. As what well, as you say, Gucci, it was demanded by the populace. We have yes. the ultimate tail servo comparison. Comparison would be a great Slash. way to put it. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. popular demand, right? We did the cyclic where we went through the different uh, cyclic or you know uh, 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 cyclic. You know, servos, and we gave, we went through specs, we reviewed the specs, and then we gave it a head head score. Yeah. Right? We did that before, and people went nuts. I mean, they did. They said it was great, they want more, and then became, we need to make a, a slight adjustment to our disclaimer. Yes. Right? Because as soon as people said they're great, now they wanted our Excel sheet <laughs> for the formula. Like, yeah. guys. We just want to bring this up. This is for entertainment only. You know, we're, we gave it a score just to be able to kind of rack and stack based yeah. on performance that they, the manufacturers tell us. This is not, you know, like we're going to send these servos into space. We're not testing them. Uh, we're not assigning any values to how good they last in our helicopters. We might right. give you a little bit, hey, I've used this servos and no issues or with no issues or many issues whatever case this is for entertainment only so we're not going to yeah. release the excel sheet this is pure entertainment <laughs> it's, it's just that? to give a you know a score to it to determine its place of having the you know higher specs than than the others now where mm-hmm. that fails is it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the most reliable Yep. So, you know, or there the are, there are 
Yeah, I mean, for example, we're going to get to this, but, you know, like, for example, let's just say the MKS HBL669, you know, its spec ratings are kind of low. They're not, you know, the best of the best, but we do know that it's one of the reliable ones out there. Mm-hmm. You know, then we have, you know, a different one up the list here, you know, like the the Expert, you know, like an R2 or something, which I think we've all used. And, mm-hmm. you know, the pricing's a little bit higher, the specs are better, and it gets a better score. But, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And while it's also a great servo, it doesn't mean that it's better or worse than any others. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's not about, you know, uh, what makes it better or worse. It's just really to kind of define that it has higher specs than other particular servos in the comparison. Did I explain yep. that well? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I got, I got, I got a few more things. Go ahead. Yep. So. First of all, uh, by popular demand, they were not popular, but there were some people that like, for the last one that we did, it's like, well, what about, uh, you know, other servos like GW, GDW or OMG, you know, maybe that was a joke. I don't know. But anyway, this time around, we did include some of those (laughs) brands that we don't (laughs) necessarily see all the time, but, you know, let's, let's throw them into the stack of, of, of brands Let's and see how it. they do. Okay. All right. So starting ideal base, the way I did it is very simple. You know, I took the average for, for example, I have all 21, 22 servos, you know, that we went through and we pulled the specs. I did the average for torque, uh, when it comes to Alcinch, right? That okay. is the ideal base. So that is the same, same kind of, you know, method to the madness when it comes to speed, the weight, and the price. So okay? what's our baseline? So our baseline, ideal baseline for these servos that we have here, and we know that it's not only inclusive, the baseline for torque is 165.20, 165, 165 ounce inch torque. Mm-hmm. For speed is 0.0532. The weight is 62.23, and price is 126.66. All right. Now, there's a major flaw that I could see in, in, in the numbers, right, in the averages. We're including full size and minis in the same pot. Sure. Okay? So keep that in mind that the, potentially the reason why the torque average is a little bit lower is because we also have minis, and generally speaking, minis have lower torque. Well, let's take that a step further, actually, Uh, aside from it being that it's lower because of minis. Let's just go and also say that a tail servo at 165 ounce-inch torque is a freaking buttload. Mm -hmm. You really don't need that much for a 700, right, Chris? Yep. No. Yeah. So let's be fair there, too. You'd be surprised... You'd be surprised how much torque you actually need for the tail. Right. Yep. So an ideal base head-to-head score is going to be a 10. Like okay. we're kind of going back to that perfect 10. So we're going to have some servos that will come in compared to the ideal base that are higher or lower. Okay. All that's telling us is nothing more than, you know, based on the specs of that specific tail servo, It's it's got better stats. Or worse, that doesn't say it's the best. It doesn't. It's just it, it. It gives you a reference point, right? Right. So, without further ado, 
Chris, give us the first two. Run us through the first two underneath the ideal base. What are they? Give us, you know, the, the stats. All right. So starting with the line, we have a line. Uh, the size is full size. The type is the DS825M. The torque is 173. Uh, the speed is 0.02. Weight is 72 grams. Uh, the motor type is brushless. And the uh, frequency is 760. Price comes in at uh, 160.99, and the helihead score is 25. Now I got to tell you, aside from price, that's pretty impressive for yeah. a line. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean to bash a line like that, but I'm just—I'm more True. so being nostalgic here. Like compared to what they were like 10 years ago, <laughs> that's pretty, yeah, pretty phenomenal. Good. You know what I mean? Yeah, because very the M, proud. yeah, the M is also, you know, of course, indicating that it's complete metal gear, uh, gear train, mm -hmm. uh, and but yeah, the one sixty, the one sixty ninety nine, kind of kills it. Like I, I think it might have been better if it was like one forty five or you know what I mean, something like that. Something on mm -hmm. the lower end, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm -hmm. a little bit on the high end. It is, but it scores better overall than the ideal base. It sure does. Yes. Yes. Yep. All right, next, 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 next. All right, next one is a line again. Uh, the size is mini. The type is the DS535M. Uh, torque comes in at uh, 90.22. Uh, Speed comes in at 0.35. Weight comes the, in at... should be 0 0.035. Oh. Oh, 0 0.035. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, weight comes in at uh, 29 grams. Motor type is coreless. Frequency is uh, uh, 1520. Price is uh, 73.99. And heli head score is 41. It's respectable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For mini. Yeah. Those are, I think, wasn't there like there were people that were like busting up the cyclic servos, the uh, cyclics, and they couldn't get gears or they weren't none available. But I just, yeah. I did find them available now. So this yeah. is stuff that I found that I looked at, and I think, generally speaking, they're in stock somewhere. Now, what kills this servo is that it's a 1520. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, I believe that's the, yeah. I believe that it is the only 1520 on this list. <laughs> okay. From what I found, yeah. yeah. From what I see, yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer, but um you know, if you're flying small stuff, I don't know that it will matter. Look as at the great. look at I'm the weight. Sure. Look yeah. at the weight of 29, 29 grams. Yeah. That's impressive. It is. That is good. It is mm -hmm. good. All right. Okay, I'll take the next two. Okay. So for the next two, we got KSDs. Uh first one we're gonna go cover is the is the full size, the X20 dash 1035 respectable torque 169 ounce inch mm -hmm. 0.03 on the speed 72 grams on the weight it's brushless 760 price uh, slightly above that yield base 150 yeah with a score of 18 
And see, here's here's the thing, right? So KST, if I may be so bold, mm-hmm. I when I think KST, Boy. I don't think high end, and that's not to mm-hmm. be a slam. What I'm mm-hmm. saying is, is that it's supposed to, in my mind, I view them as like budget friendly. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're getting a respectable yeah. servo, but you get to save a little coin because you're not paying for some big name. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the fact that it's 150 bucks, again, I I, I kind of wish it was a little lower, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one's also running on that steeper end. Yep. So the next we have is the Mini, which is the X15 755X. That one comes in at, I think it's still pretty respectable for a Mini. It's 138-ounce-inch torque, 0.04 on the speed, 40 grams, which I feel like that's pretty respectable for Mini. Mm-hmm. This is where we kind of change a little bit, cordless. You know, most of what I found out is most Minis run to be, uh, seem to be cordless. Hmm. 760 and then we're looking at a price of $90. Super yeah. respectable. For a Mini. You know, I get it. It's a Mini. Yeah. And but, that gives us a score of 33. Heady has yeah. score. And that's, but, uh, that's a respectable servo right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think from I a think price so. point, yeah, I think it's good. Mm-hmm. 138 is a lot. Even, you know, and we were talking about 165, but 138 mm-hmm. for tail is still a lot. And you got to think about the application of what you're putting this in. You're not putting this in a 700 or a 600. You know, this is going in like a 500 class or lower, mm-hmm. you know, so 138 yeah, the- on torque is like a lot for that size model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for for the application, it's more than enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Yep. Cool. So we've got the big Bubba here. We got Futaba, full size, mm-hmm. of course, BLS 276. We've all used mm-hmm. it. We've all loved it. Little lacking mm-hmm. on torque, but again, it's a tail servo. It's not a cyclic. So we got 69 ounce inch torque, uh, a speed rating of uh, 0.05, mm-hmm. weight of 60 grams. That's pretty respectable there too. But it's also a plastic case. Mm-hmm. So we and have, plastic gears. Yes. Well, we have at least uh, one sacrificial for sure, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. So brushless motor, of course, that's what makes those guys special. 760 Pulse Swift, and it is $179. See, this is, well, of course, the Helihead score comes in at four. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, Futaba always rates this way with our little scores because obviously it's, you know, the, the price is what kills it. And mm-hmm. it's not to say that it's not a fantastic server because it most certainly is. For years. Uh, oh, for, for years. years yeah. I mean, since I mean, they, the 251, they, like it's this, yeah. Yep. 251, 256, yep. 276 now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're all fantastic. They're buttery smooth. They feel great. Mm-hmm. But it's always the price. And I, I just, you know, for having that sacrificial gear, knowing that you're going to have to rebuy gears every time you turn around or even try to find that one gear to replace it, $180 to me feels steep. Mm-hmm. Because they're I still going to get me. <laughs> yeah, they're still going to get me on the back end. When I crash, I'm going to have to buy gears. They're going to get me again. Mm-hmm. So cut me a break up front. You know, give me a servo for $149. And then I'll just be a repeat customer every time I smash it up and I have to buy gears. You know what I mean? 
Yep. Just yep. my thoughts. Uh, but fantastic servo. What you got, Chris? Uh, we're at the Torx. Yep. All right. Uh, full size. The BLS 0704T. Torque is uh, 111. <laughs> uh, speed is 0 0.035. Uh, weight is uh, 78 grams. It is a brushless motor. Uh, frequency is 760. And the price is uh, $94. And the Helihead score is 15. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. actually not yeah. horribly priced. It's actually a pretty good price. No, it is. Is this that new... This is the new Torque, right? The new red mm -hmm. case, whatever that's on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Listen, I know a lot of people that use this servo, and you know they've had nothing but good luck. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I've used one myself. It seems like I had a tail. Yeah, 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 yeah. So why do you say good luck? It should be more like <laughs> good, good by experience. <laughs> like you have a lot of luck when you buy torque servos. You have a lot. It's not that we know that. I'm just That's being serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a good servo. Um, yep. I I didn't have any problems with with that. Uh, I don't know where it is now. That's a really great question. <laughs> but probably sold in one of the numerous <laughs> things I sold. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a good servo. I uh, I didn't. In, in ninety four bucks, you're right. It's a great price. Yeah, and I think Torque is uh, probably one of the brands that came a long way from where they started. Because mm -hmm. I used to fly Torques, and not to say anything like bad, but they did have some issues. And like I hear nothing but good things now. So they've have like fixed stuff that they had issues with. Yep. Mm -hmm. Give us the the premium, the platinum brand <laughs> full size. What, what is that one? That's a Torx again. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Pla platinum Torx. Okay, made yeah. out of gold. I hope so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's also full size, okay. and the type is the HLX. Torx comes in at ninety-seven. Uh, speed comes in at point zero three five. Uh, weight is 80 grams. Uh, motor type is also brushless on this one. It's uh, 760 on frequency. Mm -hmm. And this is where I get lost. Is It's 190 bucks. Mm -hmm. And our heli head rating is 6. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That price killed it. I mean, just so killed it. The gear train That's in this, is it something different than the other one? I mean, like, what do we know what makes this servo so expensive? Do we know that? So from reading, because I mean I had the same question, right? I'm like, what the hell makes this $190, right? But there's always an explanation without going to torque, just by reading their description. I think this one has the very best pole sensor installed in them. Uh, and I don't know if a lot of these servos have pole sensors to begin with. Hmm. And I guess I don't know enough about it. But I think it has to do with that. You know? Okay. So I think it's just it's a more precision-minded, you know, uh, servo. So maybe better electronics included in it. So it's their platinum brand, you know? Okay. Looks good. I mean, that case is bling-bling. So it's the Gucci case. <laughs> it's the Gucci case, yeah. So it does look nice. I've seen it. It's really, yeah. yeah. It, it's, I mean, you're like, holy crap, but 190 
not my cup of tea. And I think this is the most expensive servo on the list. It is. You know? So, forever it's worth. The, the one well, thing I'm wondering... Go ahead. The one thing I'm wondering is, could they do that sensor with the higher torque and the less... Uh, well, the weight probably has to do with the sensor, but the higher torque because you're getting... The more expensive one has less torque, so I'm wondering if they could make it with more torque, which would make it equal out with the BLS version. Yeah, that's going to be $250. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know, with money, you could do anything, Chris. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's got less pork in, in your... Yep. No, it, it's a super nice servo. Like, I've never used it. I, I think I've seen maybe two or three people that used it, to be honest. Um, it, it seems like a legit servo, you know? Like, yeah. But no experience with, with it. So let, let's talk more the next one, because it's more price-friendly. I like the next one. I use it. The Thork Mini. The CL0604T, it's 83-ounce-inch torque, 0.04 on the speed, 55 grams, a little bit on the heavy side. It's coreless, 760, but it's only $73. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, they're, they're minis, uh, they're mini range, I should say. The cyclic and, and, and tail servos, they definitely are priced right. Yeah. And the, the heavyhead score for that is 18. There you so, better than the ideal base. That's it. So, it's suffering really. I think what brings it down a lot is really the torque. Mm-hmm. You know, eh, and weight. But, you know, like at the end of the day, weight, okay, well, more head speed. You'll be all right. But again, you're not running yeah, a mini on. Yeah. Go, go ahead, Chris. I was I was gonna say the weight does that gram really matter like in the end? Mm, well, Kevin, I think where he's you know he we talked about this just a couple of minutes ago, which is if you're running this in the 500, 55 grams from 40. Yeah. Is it a big deal? Is it a game changer? No, but it adds up. So, yeah. But I could I I could very easily get over it when I'm only paying seventy three dollars for it. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, I mean, just like, I'm being honest here. Yeah, I mean, if, it, you know, it's kind of the same question. Completely sidebar of this, but when someone mm-hmm. says, "Hey, should I buy those XYZ premium blades?" and my first question is, "Are you learning?" and you're, "Are you still crashing?" Mm-hmm. and if they're like, "Well, yeah," then I'm like, "Then no, they're not worth your 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 money." You know what I mean? Like yeah. get. Get past the crashing and then start enjoying different blades because at that point, you know, it's okay to, to shell out the premium money. So mm-hmm. same with these guys here, you know, I mean, like, why would you spend over $100 on a mini servo, like 140 bucks, when mm-hmm. you can get away with spending 73 and have just as much fun, mm-hmm. you know? I think exactly. that goes for everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, <Yep>. True. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So that was torque. I mean, I, I feel like, kind of generally speaking, I think of torque as budget friendly, mm-hmm. except the HLX. So, <laughs> uh, but you know, they they do have pricing on their their standard and mini servos that are not you know really for the mark the premium market. Mm-hmm. So you know, like I've I had a good experience with mine. 
aromin and nitro, I haven't really had any issues. So there you go. So far, so good. So let, let's let's talk. You know, expert level, expert servo. All right. You know, so we got three: two full size, one mini. So the first full size is the SI twenty two o two Tango T for tail. This bad boy comes in at a hundred and five ounce inch torque, about point zero three five on the speed, sixty three on the weight, sixty three grams, brushless seven sixty for the right price of one thousand dollars. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Ninety nine dollars, a hundred bucks, ninety nine ninety nine. And I assume this is a plastic case servo. Yes, it is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, I'm not familiar uh, with it, but I'm just, yeah. you know. So this was pulled from, I mean, I looked at multiple sites, but I mean, it's a good price. And I think I really, from all the other ones, I probably could have found another one. But the idea behind it is like, I was like, that's decent torque, decent speed, you know, really entail. I think it's more important to have better speed than a lot of torque that's just what i you know sense or have learned over the years i agree you know? yeah and the price was right 100 bucks for full size yeah. why not right expert good servos never used it but this specific one but i've used expert and they are a good servo so let's talk about the one that i've used and a lot of people use the full size r2t this bad boy is the best, you know, one of the best specs you're going to have on this list. 233-ounce-inch torque, 0.04 on the speed, 63 grams, brushless, 760. Uh, actually, 70 grams, brushless, 760. And it comes in at $155. Mm. So, but, but let's be good. Yeah, let's be fair. Uh for a tail servo, that's not a horrible price. No, not especially a 33 ounce inch torque. Exactly, I was going to say because the specs back it up. Yeah. So for so, that, I, was... I, I look at it as the 155 dollars supports 233 ounce inch, 0.04 on the speed, and 70 grams. I mean, you're getting high specs for a premium price. Right. I, mean, I was gonna say you're paying the price for premium specs. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but then when you go back, not to pick on Futaba, but it just it's the perfect example. Is oh Jesus, you know what I mean? In in comparison, right? Mm -hmm. Sixty nine is not even half the ounce inch torque that the expert is. <laughs> yeah. It's still not as fast as the expert by point zero one, which obviously none of us are probably gonna be able to tell, but. You know, then a weight, of course, it is lighter because it is a plastic case by 10 grams. Still 760, still brushless, but we're talking like 30 bucks more. You know what I mean? Not mm -hmm. quite. 25 bucks, I guess. But yep. that's still 25 bucks in the grand scheme of things when you're trying to build out a heli, right? Yep. No, I agree. Yeah. So that, yeah, that just, that's, that easily became one of my favorite servos was the RT2. Mm -hmm. Um but it's so clean of a servo that setting up the tail is kind of annoying. <laughs> you know, I'm so used to my servos talking to me when you get to your endpoints, you know, because like you get to a certain point where all of a sudden your server goes, it starts talking to you, right? 
Mm -hmm. The RT2 does not. It'll just flex your freaking tail rod instead. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, you know, but again, that's a it's fantastic. Like, it's like a submarine. Silent mode engaged full time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I'm not mistaken, isn't there videos on uh, a main site of this like lifting weights? They they have it like I believe it's the expert on there. If you go on their Instagram or Facebook, they have it lifting weights, and it's like it lifts quite a bit of weight. I think I saw that today, but I didn't realize it was an expert servo. I didn't get that far into it. Yeah, mm -hmm. they. I was gonna actually say the, they were recording this. They actually posted a video of it. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. So let's talk mini. Yeah. The MM3302 Tango. Even mm -hmm. this one, 166 ounce inch torque for a mini. Yeah. For a tail. That's a lot. 0 0.049, 41 grams, respectable. This is where it's different than other minis, brushless. You're looking at uh, 760 and you're looking at $140. So if I'm not mistaken, because okay. Futaba does have a mini. Mm -hmm. Wasn't it like the BLS 174? Or is that not right? So, is it something else? 173? I think or? it was something else. But uh, to be honest, I looked on their website, the Futaba USA, and I couldn't find it. Okay. Well, where I'm going with this is, is that it also was $140. Mm-hmm. So because, again, because you're getting the freaking beefcake muscle here, Mm -hmm. I don't know that 140 is really unreasonable. I would like to see it less, mm -hmm. but I I don't think it's unreasonable for being quote unquote a premium servo. I think they've earned the right to be considered premium, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, because I know a lot of people that use these minis as well, and they're great. You know, uh, I do want to talk shit for just a second. One no. thing about <laughs> one thing about yeah. experts, nothing holding back. The expert servos, the one great <laughs> thing that we talked about last time was the fact that the servo wires are removable. Mm. And so when I crashed my Kraken 700 Nitro and it sort of chafed up the wire, I just pulled the wire out, chucked it in the trash, got a new one, plugged it in, and it was ready to rock. There was none of this like you know, heat shrinking shit over the check. No, nah, dude, screw that. Just get plug, unplug it, plug a new one in, let her rip. However, mm. this is where the minis kind of fail. And I was kind of like, dang, really? That's the case? They do not have remo removable servo wires. Mm. It's only full size. It's only full size. Okay. So I was kind of bummed when I learned that. I was like, ah, because I was ready to go that route on one of my helis that I had. <laughs> Kevin is like, $60. Yeah, the best I could pay for. It. Yeah, that's right. 140. Pfft, nah, down to down to 99 it does have now. Wires. But But it comes in a respectable. What is it? 20 on the heli head score, so double the ideal base. Sure, that's really good. I and that, I think because the stat. I mean, price not so much. I yeah. mean, it's close. I mean, it's very close to the ideal base i mean the ideal base for torque is 166 mm -hmm. right um yeah. the ideal base price is 126 this one is 140 so you're very close to that the ideal base you know yeah which is makes this one looks like a a, a, a good spec you know mini servo for the right. tail right yeah. yeah oh let's talk about the big kahuna all right the big king. 
We got the big K BK Burger King. The BK <laughs> Servo full size. That's rude. <laughs> hey man, it's your way right away. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so we got the BK 9005 HV high voltage. Man, yeah. look at this guy. Freaking, he's pumping steroids big time. We got 271 ounce inch torque. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yep. We got 0. 0.03 on speed, mm-hmm. 76 grams on weight, which is not the highest in this list. It's mm-hmm. brushless, of course, 760 pulse width for 140 bucks. Suck it, y'all. What in the world? Mm-hmm. That's where I mean, it should literally, be. Same price as the Expert Mini. Yeah. All yeah. better specs. And that's Ooh. not me being biased. Like, that's that's proof and pudding, right? I mean, that's yeah. what we're talking about. Bring your prices down. Why are these things mm-hmm. so high? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. This, you know. And also, this service is pretty reliable because I use it in every single heli I have. Yep. You're not the mm-hmm. only one. I've heard a lot of people say that. Mm-hmm. So, head to head score of 28. 28. Pretty Very good. respectable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's, so. you know, lead us into good stuff. All right. So, we've got the next in line of Theta. Mm-hmm. Sort of the, the new newcomer to the scene. We've mm-hmm. got a full-size, you might have to help me here. Okay, look, I got it now. Uh, full-size, we've got the Razer-T1. Mm-hmm. And this is a tail servo. Holy smokes, you guys. <laughs> I'm putting these bitches on cyclic. Do <laughs> fucking work. 416 ounce inch torque. Are you kidding me? Dude. You ever I, seen him break a tail rod? This dude <laughs> yep. is freaking lifting cars. <laughs> this is like freaking roids. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> holy cow. Holy cow. This server was like, fuck your Velos 880. Yeah. Two, I mean, you put I'm going to run this these. on a plane. Right? Two of these will lift the freaking half of your house. Mm. What about speed? We got 0.03. Oof. Almost four. Uh, but four. 0.03. Eh, we're rounding. Yeah. Yeah. 73 grams. Perfect Ooh, weight. On par. Not mm-hmm. bad. Of course, brushless. 7.6 pulse, uh, pulse width. Look at this. $129. Boom. Mm. Unreal. Heli head score 38, of course, which is way above the 10. I think mm-hmm. our highest is, what, a 50 or something? 51. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So, so we're getting there. But um, yeah, nice. <laughs> so <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, really I insane. I the torque on this thing. Yeah, Holy I mean, trust me, I had to do triple. Like I went through through two different calculators. I'm like, this this can't be real. Yeah, it, this it, has got to be. This thing's got to be dangerous for your tail rod, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> that JB. Well, dude, think about it. It's like if, if if you use CA for your for your tail, ain't holding. You ain't holding. That, that, that boy's gone. It's ripping out. Yeah. You're you know? splintering okay. carbon. <laughs> we need all metal tail rods again for this turbo. That's right. Yeah. That's right. The next one is even better, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, you could say that except for speed, I suppose. But but yeah. here's the thing, though. I mean, you're saving weight, so that's a good mm-hmm. thing, and price. We've got yep. the Theta. It's still full size, but this is that low-profile jobby, right? 
Mm-hmm. We got the Razor Dash TH1. Same torque at beefcake amount of 416 ounce inch torque. <laughs> beefcake. <laughs> we got <laughs> wow. still speed of, well, so this is where it gets a little different. The speed is 0. 0.05, but let's mm-hmm. be honest. Are you really going to be able to tell the difference between a 0. 0.03 and a 0. 0.05? I don't think so. Maybe, probably not. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. You don't know? Oh, Chris, I don't he's... know. It'd be close. Yeah. So we've got uh, 60 grams. So we're saving 13 grams from the, from the big boy. Mm-hmm. Still brushless, still 760 pulse width at $109. See? People got to get on board. Here's the one thing, and I think we mentioned it last time. If Theta went with removable servo wires... If any of these went with remo- removable servo wires, some of these people would be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. You know? True. So, all right, wrapping it's- it up, we've got Theta Mini. We got the Saber T1. Old Gooch is using these right now. Yeah. 124 ounce inch torque. Now, mm-hmm. mind you that, like, just 10 years ago, when we were getting into fly barless and whatever, all you needed on Cyclic was a 100-ounce inch. Mm-hmm. And we got a tail servo mini turning 124. Speed of 0.05. Ooh. And the, the case, the, the, the grams of, of the weight, 42. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Might seem a little high, but that's not really that terrible. No. No. Not, not if you look at ideal base, which yeah. is the average for between all of them. Right. So we still got brushless, set, uh, brushless 760 pulse width with a price of $109 again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling score you. of 42. Wow. No, uh, 42 18. was the one above, 18. Oh, 18, sorry. So 42 yeah. was the, uh, the low profile theta. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So, I mean, the- it's still not bad. Like yeah. overall, no, it's it's higher than the ideal base. It's a better score, but I, I think you know. And this, you know, we brought up the removable, you know, uh, wire. Betas are fully programmable. So mm-hmm. here's the deal. I don't know. Like, yeah, we gave you 124. What if you increase the amperage on them? Are you gonna get a few more ounce inch torque? Some speed? Probably. Mm, speed, I think, is more based on voltage, but I think torque, you might be able to like sustain, you know, higher torques, maybe. So, fully programmability of these servos make them not only their specs, but the, the fact that you could play around with settings within them mm-hmm. to make yeah. them fit your style, whatever it may be. Right. So, pretty cool. It is. But cool. that's. Yeah, but this kind of leads us to the the next well-known brand that have been around for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. You know, MKS. I mean, they've been around for as long as I've been in the hobby. You know, even for my airplane days. Yeah. You know, so these MKS, you know, we have two full-size, one mini. The first full-size being the one that Kevin had to have it. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's it's legit in his opinion. HBL six six nine. 
torque, eh, you know, you know, 70 ounces each torque. <laughs> We're still trying to determine, you know, what's, you know, what really is needed, you know, but we know that it, you know, even my Puma, I run the Futaba one just fine with 69. There just saying. So 70 ounce inch torque for the 669.04 on the speed. Uh, you're looking at 63 grams brushless. 63 grams for full size, that's respectable. Okay. Yep. 760, and you're looking at, man, the price looks good to me. The price is really good to me for a full size. It's $112. It is a good yeah. price. You know, but the heaviest score is below 10. It's eight. Yep. Why? It's torque, torque, torque. I mean, yep. it's literally like what? Less than half of what ideal base is. You know? And, is. Then, and I guess MKS could blame it on Theta when you have a tail server that's 416 ounce inch torque for <laughs> lifting that average. MKS could say, you know, man, this is messed up. But MKS is in the reasonable range, though. You don't need 116 torque. You really only, <laughs> you don't need all that torque. So in MKS's defense, like they're within a reasonable range. Yeah. <laughs> but and if you want, yeah, if you want the more torque, which I don't blame you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're if you're trying to drive like a a, a three blade tail, then mm-hmm. sure, go with something a little bit more torque, right? But mm-hmm. most two blade stuff, I've run these a few times in six hundreds and seven hundreds, the six six nine, and I I mean. Knock on, I've never had issues with this servo ever giving me problems or blowing out or anything like that. I mean, it's it's always been bulletproof and it's light. You know, it's sixty three grams. Mm-hmm. It's light you know. for a full size. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So oh. let's talk platinum level MKS. Okay. Plat- platinum full size HBL nine ninety. Right, but they gave us more torque. 87, they're really aiming to please. Not a lot, <laughs> a little bit. The same. 0.03 on the speed. So they're saying, you know what? I'll give you more torque. I'll give you less, you know, faster speed. 0.03. 70 grams. Respectable. Brushless, 760. But this is where they took a turn to the worst. $168.99. Yep. Woo. High for uh, for premium. For heavier, it's it's a little high for a heavy servo, and the torque's still a little low compared to the other high ones. Mm-hmm. Other than, but based on our experience with sixty six six nine, I have no doubt that the nine nine zero is is not good. You know. Yes, but then it comes into the question, is the price really worth that extra 7-ounce inch of torque? 17. But yeah, it's, oh, 17, sorry. Yeah. It, it's not. <laughs> In my opinion, it's not. Yeah. I, I might be so. wrong. MKS is probably going to send out, you know, a, <laughs> you know, assassin after me, probably a ninja or something like that, but it, it's... Happens to the best of us. Yep. <laughs> you know... That's what happens when what if you start was, crap. What if you it, say it was? What, would you say it's reasonable if it was like maybe like ten to twenty bucks over their other one? One forty ish. One forty, you would say it'd be like still reasonable. 
I would say that, you know, because you're getting, you know, a little bit more torque, better speed, and the weight, once again, is depending what you put it in. It's a full size, right? Yeah. So if you run this yeah. in a 700, is 7 grams going to break, you know? No, it's not going to break you. It's going to fly just fine. Yeah, I mean, so I with this one in particular, like maybe maybe 139 at the most. Yeah, something like that. You know what I, I mean? That's, that's a reason. I think 149 is where all tail servos should live if you have specs to back it up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I anything agree. over that, I I think it's it's fluff. You're just you're paying for a name. Um, that's mm-hmm. just my personal opinion. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because you can get, just looking at our list, there's servos you can get for cheaper with more torque, better speed. Right. That's the same thing. Nope. And Theta is right in there. That's a prime example. And they're not at 149. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're full-size big boys at 129. Yep. Yeah, and there's like, you know. there's the bays and there's the aligns and stuff that are, are above the servo for less. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So let's wrap it up with MKS, the mini servo. All right. And a lot of people have used MKS mini servos, cyclic or tail, is the HV9780. Um, this one is coming in at 62 ounce inch torque, 0.04 on the speed, respectable weight, 38 grams, brushless, 760, and a good price, $100. Yep. I mean, Higher than others, but it's not like making me go, yeah, no way, no how. Yeah. But what you're, when you're no, trying to reasonable. like, yeah, when you're trying mm-hmm. to build out like a little, you know, Goblin 500 or T Rex 500, whatever, you know, you got these days, it takes minis. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Nimbus, is it full size? Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I think uh, the no. tail server is full size. Yeah. So when you're fit, outfitting one of these machines and each one of your servos is a hundred bucks, like that's, that's a reasonable, you know, cost. Mm-hmm. You know, because the 9767s that sort of match this servo, you know, they're mm-hmm. like $97, $98 the last time I looked. Mm-hmm. So the fact that the tail servo is at 100 bucks, like, that's pretty awesome, you know? Yeah. So when you yeah. take this mini servos compared to the ideal base, you're looking at a heli has score of 14, which is respectable. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. And next we have Spectrum. Okay. Uh, this is also a full size uh, servo. The type is the H6360. Torque comes in at 104. The speed comes in at 0.03. Weight is uh, 77 grams. This is also brushless. It is uh, frequency is 760. And the price is 179.99. And mm. our helihead rating is nine. So, is this the Kyle Dahl servo? Yeah, they rebranded or perfectly branded for Spectrum Kyle Dahl. Is that what this is? I, I believe so. Okay. I don't know. It's so steep. Yeah, but if you look at the Kyle Dolls, which we don't have them on here, uh-huh. but the Kyle Dahl one, I bet you it's the same price. Okay, so this is like the same as the Kyle dolls. Yep. Well, in our last comparison, the Spectrum was ten dollars less. No, there you go. <laughs> so, oh, so maybe this was ten dollars. 
Yeah. Uh, hold on a second. I'll tell you in a second. Give me two seconds here. KD one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't. It's you, still... You're dead on. 189.99 for the KD ones. Okay. Uh, actually, no. So that's, that's the cyclic, right? Yeah, that's the cyclic. Yeah. Uh, 189.99. Yeah, it's just it's ten dollars more even for the tail. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I mean, so if you want to save $10, or maybe you just don't like Kyle Dahl, oh my gosh. then you just buy the Spectrum. <laughs> maybe you don't like Kyle Dahl. <laughs> We're just I'm kidding. Just, I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding, man. of course. We, we love Kyle Dahl in this podcast. Yep. Yeah. Well, you do. You have to. Mm-hmm. My boss. Yeah. It's my, bo- it's my boss. <laughs> I'm not sure though how I feel about it being the whole rebranded thing. Um, there's part of me that's like, well, if it's the same servo, then why would I not just buy the Kyle Dahl one for the extra ten bucks? You know what I mean? Kyle Dahl has a removable servo lead, though. See, there's that. Well, no, there's, no, this one does too. This one does too. Oh, this one does too. Because basically, it's, 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 it's expert copy, carbon copy. Yeah. So then you're okay. I don't know. So, yeah, you, you, you mean you don't? I'm sorry. You know, that's to this point, the only people that are going to buy Spectrum are Spectrum followers. Uh, if you're a Spectrum fan, yeah. I was going to say, you know, because I was going to follow that up with basically, you know, I left Spectrum a long time ago. I don't really plan on going back. So I probably would just buy the expert just because. Mm-hmm. But if 10 bucks means something to you, then I get it. Yeah, yeah. 10 bucks is 10 bucks. That's right. It's almost a Big Mac. <laughs> I think a Big Mac meal is like ten forty five. There you go. You could get a Canadian double Big Mac for that price. Mm. Apparently they're better too. <laughs> no, they ain't. Don't don't, don't lie to you, man. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, it is crazy. Okay. <laughs> Next on the list, we've got a GDW. Mm. I you know, I've seen these, but I don't know that I've ever really seen them. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe, maybe in like Excel Power, like a of XL five fifty. Maybe I've seen these before, but anyway, point is, it's a full size servo that we're comparing here. We got the BLS nine nine five, one hundred fifty two ounce inch torque, zero or point zero five speed, seventy five grams. Brushless, mm-hmm. of course, 760 pulse width, 108 bucks. Heli head mm-hmm. score of 13, so it makes it above the line. But uh, that's that's reasonable. I, I was going to say, you can't mm-hmm. beat that. I You're don't know much torque. about GDW. I've never owned any, never run any. I don't even have friends who run those, so I don't know. Reliability. Yeah, reliability standpoint, I don't know. But here's the deal: if you could only afford a hundred and ten bucks, that's decent specs. Yeah, but at that point, I would just you go can get theta. theta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, no. So that that's where it kind of really it sways you, right? This is where like that you you have to apply some kind of interesting value. Right, mm-hmm. but yeah. at the same time, sometimes if you just look at the numbers on paper, it's very easy way to make your decision. Yeah. So you know, so 
I guess the one thing with me with this brand is I don't know much. I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, like, don't get them. Because I don't know if they're, like, super reliable and all this. But going by numbers, it's still, you get more torque. And it's less weight with the Thetas. But I'm not saying that uh, GDW is bad. Mm -hmm. So what can they do to get their Mm -hmm. name out there, you know? I can tell you this. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Theta, you know, I mean, every chance they had, they were giving out servos in raffles. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were forcing it into people's hands, Mm -hmm. you know. So, GDW, I mean, maybe they're popular overseas, you know. Seems like I... Matter of fact, it was Gowie. It was Gowie that I saw GDWs, I think. Is that right? Uh, No. I've seen the GDW being pushed with the Spectre 700. Oh, yeah. okay. And and even Componoi, I think he's. These? I think Componoi had vectors V1s that was running GDWs. Well, he there's actually, yeah, there's actually a video <laughs> of him getting a a box of servos from GDW. Okay. Now, is he still running it? I don't know. Well, did he pay for them? Probably not. Pretty sure not. You right. know, he needs to okay, be running. Let's this. not go down that yeah. route, but. Yeah, he, he needs to be running this next servo. How about that? Mm, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I mean, servo. Wait, wait until you hear the specs and you're going to be the same thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, jeez. Give it to us, Chris. I want, okay. I want to do this one. I want you to be excited about, oh, my God. You want me to be excited about, oh, my God? Yep. Because, oh, my God, the specs are good. Okay. Um, the type is uh, H5X1Q. Mm-hmm. The torque is awesome. It's 333. 333-ounce-inch torque. This is up there with Theta. Yeah, this one's hanging with Theta on the torque. Mm-hmm. And the speed is 0.033, which is <laughs> pretty good. It's hanging in there with quite a few on this list, speed-wise. Mm-hmm. Weight? It's actually not too bad at uh, 73 grams. Mm-hmm. It's also brushless motor. The mm-hmm. frequency is 760. And the price is actually really good is 92.99. Wow. So and, disclaimer about the price before you say the head of that score. Because I oh, think geez. so this was not including like shipping or anything like that. It was from one of like the Alibaba website or something like that. Because there's so, there's there's no like major s- distributor in the United States. Oh, so this is like an overseas. Kind of yeah, thing. like kind of like where you get it straight from China or Taiwan oh, okay. or wherever. So that price is eh, probably like one ten. I would probably say, but it's hard to tell because yeah, I wasn't gonna go through the process of putting some in my cart and doing. No, I'm not doing that. So. On the price, I mean, for face value, that's still really good. I just don't know if that would be the, the end price if you just ordered one from overseas yeah. to come here. I yeah, guess. so if, you, if this servo like, interests you because of the torque, which is pretty high at uh, 333, the speed's pretty good, and the weights hangs in there with the rest. Um, just be uh, wary of the price because we're telling you the price as it is, not with shipping. Mm-hmm. So, 
But it's, dude, <laughs> hell it's hanging in there with, hanging in there with potatoes. But oh, it's, man. uh, hell yeah, score of 51. Yeah. Jeez. Top Without dog. shipping. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. So, All right. Oh my God. Oh my God. Fuck. Fuck. Bro. Well, here's the deal. Like, pretty much this is the end of the list. So the yeah, only right? other thing that we did last time that I think we could, you know, do a quick recap of the top dogs, you know, the top tail servos that we had in this list. You know, you're probably sitting there, you did the math, you figured out, you took down the notes of the scores, you know exactly. Oh, we'll make it easy. Super easy. You know? We'll do what do we what do you want to do? Let's do the first ten really quick. And not just respects. Yeah, let's just do the first ten. And then just go down the list of which one, just go by the brand. Okay. And then if they are full size or whatever. Well, you may you have know. to specify uh the model number. That's fine. Let's yep. do that. Just quick recap. Number one. Number one is the oh my god. You know, apparently, when you're looking at pure specs that we pulled from online, from our resources, oh, my God, the full size is the, the top dog. Yeah, the H5-X1Q. You know? Yep. Yep. Moving on, Theta, full size, low profile. That's the number two. Right yep. below that, oh, my God, is the Razer TH1. Followed by another Theta, the other, the other full size that we had, the T1, the Razer T1. Mm-hmm. I mean, Theta, once again, at the top, you know, but their specs are incredible. And they're, I mean, they're, we're they're not their hearing. Their specs are a lot for <laughs> Yeah, you know, but it's, but, you know, we got to say too, because like, you know, some, like we've tried them. We're not really hearing any bad yet about, you know, any news of issues of any kind, period. I've heard nothing but good from them. Yep. So number five, well, I guess it's not number five, but it's right below Theta's. It'll be number four. Number four, yep. It's K- the KST Mini. A Mini hanging in there with the big dogs. Look at this. The KST X15 755X. Okay. Yep. Uh, number six, the BK. Oh, this is my favorite. Now, this is your what? <laughs> you would <just> tell <laughs> us which BK? It's the BK... 9005HV. Okay. This is my favorite servo hand down. Okay. So. I fully back this. Oh, you, you know, guess what? <laughs> this is followed right by a, a old trusty, a line. The full size, the DS825M. The full size. Man, the line's still hanging in there. They're, they're not bad servos. You know, it's just, you know, I feel like they kind of fall out of the spotlight. That's all. Their price. Yeah, I mean, their <laughs> price is. <laughs> their price is a little steep. I mean, they're up there. They're trying to go after expert and, and others, you know, and say, here, I'm going to one up you. And, you Can know, you blame them, though? I can't because follow the, the line servo is the expert mini. The mini, yet another mini, which is really weird because even mini. with. Even with the other one, you know, we had a lot of minis at the top. Yeah. You know, the 3302T, followed by another expert, a full size, the R2T. And number 10, number 10 is another Theta, the mini servo, the Sabre, the Sabre, he won. That's number nine. 
Was it number nine? Ooh, <laughs> that was about. I'm getting correct. So the last number nine with the Theta Mini is another KST, which is the KST full size X201035. So in these ten, multiple Thetas, multiple experts, multiple BK. KSTs. BK in the middle. That's actually lower than the middle, right? No, it's so, in the middle, isn't it? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. That's yeah, I'm at, dead, dead middle. So, but you know, it's interesting. Once again, we have full size and we have minis. Uh, is, yeah. That doesn't surprise me, though. No. Because, you know, we talked last time, right, Chris, is that they've come a long way. Minis have come a long way. Minis are literally producing the same amount as full-size servos used to, and even current full-size servos. So minis are literally performing just as well as full-size servos are. Mm-hmm. So if you have a, a 500 or smaller helicopter, you really don't have to worry about servos anymore because they, ju- they perform just as well as full-size do. That's a good statement. Yep. So it raises the question. Why? Oh, boy. Why so much torque these days? Just Is it needed? because the number. Just because the number, right? I, and I'm, we, gonna be complete, I'm being completely honest with you. I think it is just the number. Because you don't need this much torque. No. MKS's numbers would work just fine. Is it, is it just a number or is it to support the price? Uh, probably to support the price. Because um, you really don't need that much torque. Probably going to get fired over this. But uh, going from somebody who ran minis in a 770-14S setup, you really don't need that much torque to fly a helicopter. Like, yes, you can tell. You can by the how fast the tail responds and how fast it is off-centered. But you really don't need all the torque. Um, they hold just fine in, like, 70 to 80 range on an 800-size helicopter, which is huge. Mm-hmm. So I think the torque is just like this is how far we can take our servos, and also mm-hmm. to support the price. Mm-hmm. That's it, my opinion. Yeah. It might be different compared to somebody else. Somebody else might be like, "Yeah, I want all that torque." But well, then it comes back to: Are the numbers inflated? That could be very possible because uh, I feel like some companies aren't as transparent as you may think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a possibility. That is a possibility. I'm not ruling that out. I'm not saying all these companies are lying or they're not. I'm just saying it is a possibility. It's just like every other, like any other thing, hobby you get into, the companies are going to give you a better number than what you think. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Attacking us on our numbers we gave you. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, a, it's a good list. I mean, it's, I, I think it's solid. Yeah. I mean, not as, long as the cyclics but you have options you have a wide range of torque or specs in general yeah and you have a wide range of of pricing right so if you need to stay on the low side you can stay on the low side you know just understand that you know if you go with a lower priced servo you most likely will get less torque or less support 
Yeah, this it's it's not an exact science, you know. Yeah, this so the way I always put it is, you pay what you get for. There's a reason why the servo's so cheap. So there's got to be something, right? So whether it's support, how the servo's built, the numbers you're actually getting, quality. If you're getting, or all the above, yeah. yeah. Like, um, what was the most expensive one on this list? Wasn't it uh, Spectrum, right? Yeah. Or no, Futaba. No, no, there was the 190, uh, the HLX, the Torque. Torque. Yeah, so me, there's got to be a reason why it's so expensive, whether it's their support system mm-hmm. or just how the servo's built all together. But just know the price does reflect something. It's not mm-hmm. like they just pull this number out of a hat. Mm-hmm. Maybe they did. They <laughs> might. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm saying usually price has like something to reflect on the brand itself. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think... Uh, a company who's dumped a lot of time into their servos or making a good servo would charge really cheap for it mm-hmm. compared to like a company who's like, we'll just pump out servos for you. Here you go. Would charge something cheaper. Oh, like here, something not necessarily tail servos, but did you guys see that Torque released their program box where you could yes. program and, and test servos? So you could change their some of their it says all torque servos, but you could change you know fifteen twenty to seven sixty. Yeah. I did see that. Yep, that was I should have put it in bot top, but I you know I'm like oh neat, you know pay you thirty some odd dollars for this box and you could work it. So you know it, yeah, it could be a lot of money, but I I still think there's a plethora of options, which is awesome. Yep. That's, that's kind of all I have. All right. Mm. Well, good job. Do you want to uh, reference the lowest on the list? Uh, at the very bottom. Yeah. Very bottom. The last two at the bottom of the list is the Futaba BLS-276 and the line. <laughs> Keeping up the, the mini. With the, yeah, mini. Yeah. the mini. The mini that, that was... A decent torque compared to some of the, you know, not the lowest torque. I was going to say, this is kind of unfair. Well, yeah. okay. What kills it is the pulse width, because we just don't do 1520 anymore. Mm-hmm. That that should be 760 But at a price yeah. of $73 to get 90-ounce-inch torque in a Mini, and if you're going to be mm-hmm. flying it in a 500-class heli, I, that's respectable. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, that but, old Hilux, Torque Hilux. I, I don't quite get that one. The Torque should be way higher for sure. Yeah, you know, it's just r- really odd. I mean, this, this, it was the same thing with this, the the Cyclics. They weren't really putting that much Torque out. Mm-hmm. But they were asking a lot of money for it. Yeah. So. Uh, I would chuck it, you know, based on what I read. Is it, you know, when I see that, I read the specs. I looked through. I think it's components. Yeah, I would go with something that you know to be reputable. Reputable, mm-hmm. reputable. There we go. It's mm-hmm. getting late, folks. Uh, and what ask you also questions. know, yeah, ask questions. But what you know to be reliable. Mm-hmm. 
you know. I mean, if you want to venture off the path and try something like a GDW, considering the fact there's not a lot of those here in the States, at least that I'm aware of. I mean, it, when I go to events, I don't see those. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you could always give it a try and see. You might be pleasantly surprised. Yes. Uh, you know? My best advice for electronic-wise is talk to people and just get, like, data from everybody. Yep. Mm-hmm. Make sure you talk to Andy Ross and whatever he says to do, do the opposite. Yeah. Do mm. the opposite. Yeah. yeah. If you're thinking about going like a different route with servos, just talk to people because you never know who actually tried stuff and they might be like, hey, I tried this. It worked great. Or, hey, I tried this and it didn't work great. So it never hurts to ask. Yeah. And since we're talking, you know, tail servos that usually sit a little bit further away from the main shaft you know i know ian would appreciate this you got a little bit of options when it comes to weight so if you need a little bit extra weight for your cg in the tail mm. go with a heavier you know with a heavier tail servo add a few grams you never know you might be dead on the cg you don't even have to do the cg you know maybe so yep could be true. all right Wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Let's get well, out of here. Before uh, we wrap it up, oh yeah, let's wrap it up. But we want to talk about reviews. We do. All right, we'll All right. we'll get there. I promise. Okay. All right. So if you would like to get in touch with us, please email us at theheliheadshow at gmail dot com. We would love to hear from you. Got questions, show ideas, be an average Joe. Actually, there was somebody who wanted to be an average Joe. I think that was Mr. Zabo, right? So maybe we'll mm -hmm. get with him soon. Uh. Anyway, email us. We would love to hear from you. If you have questions that you have in regard to your own helicopter, you know, to fix something, repair something, set up something, please email us. We would love to be able to help you out and have that opportunity. So what else we got? Mm, like our Facebook, follow and subscribe to us on Podbean and iTunes. So on Facebook, I noticed that we are up 19 likes since last month. What? I know. I know. It's crazy. Holy it's, cow. Yeah, it's somewhere over 500 people following or something like that, too. So oh, we're yeah. not quite as cool as Free Fall, but we're halfway there. I mean, compared to the number of episodes, I would say that we're doing pretty good. I mean, you know, it's not bad. We're doing all right. We're doing pretty good. Yeah. I'd also like to say that, uh, you know, Dan Reed posted something the other day. I'm not saying it is, not saying it's not, but I did see a V3 RCHN on his screen. Just putting it out there. Oh, just, boy. Just putting it out there. Is he recruiting yet? I don't know can if I, he is I, or not. Can I show me the resume? Or I mean, you, you can turn it. Kids. Sure, do it. You know? How does that work? <laughs> yeah, does he have a budget? I mean, you know, if you want to give me more free time, I'm all about it. Mm. <laughs> if if uh, do, do I get a pay raise? <laughs> so maybe he might uh, he might pay. You never know. I don't pay. <laughs> you cheap bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Don't do it. Nope. That'd be really cool. That'd yeah, be really cool. Definitely. I mean, that would be. It's crazy because I feel like we're like packing on the heat of podcasts. If he yeah. comes back, free fall, uh, skids up, maximum collective, of, uh, you know, plenty of content. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we well, okay. So, I mean, to talk about that, um, there was somebody who me, uh, who messaged us and was asking how we record, and I think that they were interested in doing a podcast. And I thought, I'm like, oh man, another one. Um, but here's the flip side to that statement: is is that one of the reasons why I really like Maximum Collective right now is the mm-hmm. fact that it's all like based on the West Coast and it's all West Coast information. Unfortunately, right now, like a lot of us are based in, you know, the East Coast. Now, obviously, Skids Up, you know, and Houdini, you know, they have some personalities that are based in Texas and and what have you. Or where's Javier? Wisconsin or something like that? Where's he at? Yeah, somewhere up there. Somewhere. Uh, Canada. Um, (laughs) He's in Canada. Let's just call it what it is. Uh, But yeah, you know, so I mean, at least there's some variety there. But that's what again, makes those guys special to us is that, you know, they're, they're floating that line going out West and, um, and that's, that's super cool. So, uh, I don't know what, uh, plans Dan has. Uh, I'm just talking about a screenshot that I saw him on a post with the V3. Don't know if that's going to happen or not, but if it did, uh, you know, I wish him the best. I think it would be amazing to have those guys come back. I say mm-hmm. those guys as if it's going to be the same people. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be. Um, uh, probably not. Yeah, but um, you know, if he can pull it together, uh, he's the person that can certainly pull it together because he's done it mm-hmm. twice already, and I have no doubt that he would uh, know how to do it a third time. So we wish you yeah. the best, buddy. If that's your plan. Yep. Yeah. But talking about that. You know, give a shout out to the other heli podcast <laughs> video personalities. Yeah. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, right. Bill Ann, Bill Ann, yeah, Bill, Bill Ann. Bill. <laughs> shout out to our other uh, heli podcast and video personalities in the hobby, especially mm-hmm. Bill Ann. Especially, like you, just, <laughs> you just want to say especially Bill Ann. Is well, he going to stop calling Bill Ann? <laughs> Do what's that? Is he ever going to stop calling? No. Never. No. Damn, I told you not to feed the stray dog. It's right. always going to come back yeah. for food. Yep. He's got you for life now. Yep. I let him in the camper once, and it was all over after that. Mm. Mm-hmm. I know Kim's got some beef with him because he woke her up. <laughs> <laughs> so is it bad that I just realized that uh, it's probably good that you, Chris, and Kim are doing your own thing for sleeping arrangements because I never put Bill Ann into our question. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Well, I so, mean, Gooch, you're the one with the king bed. You're going to have to share it with him. Uh, Dude, I'd cuddle with him. I tell you what, he throws an extra 50 on there for the <laughs> nightly rate, and uh, we're going to have us some fun, boys. Yeah. 50 bucks and a mint on the pillow. Yep. I'll make him. I'll make him cut on my puma. Mm. Ain't no, there ain't no flash in that bedroom. Mm. Nope. 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 Made, made a note. Mental note. There you I go. Put it on my list. All right, so, Bill. Got it covered. Making it happen. <laughs> okay. So we do have some reviews. Okay. Uh, you want to oh. read the first one? There. Go ahead. I'll do it. So Raquin twenty seven eighty nine. I'm assuming this came from Pod Podbean, right? Uh, It looks like he said, once again, another great, entertaining, and fun Hilly Heads show. Once again, thanks, Kevin, for helping me find a place to sell the Nimbus on Facebook, Raphael. 
Mm-hmm. And that was the feedback left on the the best of Daryl Thorpe episode seventy three. Nice. Yeah. So then we've got another one uh, by Fly Right RC. It says, mm-hmm. as a heli newbie, really enjoyed the walk through heli history. Keep up, keep up all the great work. And of course, that was tagged on the Todd Dudek episode. Mm-hmm. You know who this guy is? Who is that? He, I met him at uh, RCHO, oh, okay. and and he was doing a lot of video. So if you go, he's got a YouTube channel called Fly Right RC. I and, did not know that. Yeah, see, like, that's why you keep me around, Kevin. I, I, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm a people's person. Yeah. Um, Dan's so- another one that I let into the camper a couple times. That's why he never leaves. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, listen. I gotta deal with this stinky beating crap. You know, I, I you know, I paid my dues. Ooh, man. Know? So smelled like no, man up no, in that bitch. Yeah, really cool dude. Um, yeah, he did a video of me at RCHO at a chill out. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm gonna have to look this guy up. Mm-hmm. Nice. So he's he's mostly airplane, but like you said, he's a heli newbie. So, but really cool down to earth dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. We got Mm. one more there, but I don't know how to, I don't know how to say the name. (laughs) I don't either, but he said yes. He said yes. That's all he (laughs) said. It was on the Todd episode. Yeah. Spicoli 99. Yes, Spicoli 99. Yeah. Mm -mm. All right, Gooch. Give us Mm -hmm. your parting words. Let's get this baby out of here. All right. My number one is the hashtag Ohio Heli Throwdown or Bust. July mm-hmm. 14th through the 17th. Sounds like, I mean, heck, you know, Chris is ready to come there tomorrow. So be there. We got some, you know, BK Hobbies and all associated brands sponsoring this one. Uh, we're doing keeping it simple. We got, I actually have. Three people so far that will be are signing up for the competition. Cash money. Including me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. So amateur heli throwdown is going to be. I'll be judging you, though. Yep. You'll be the, one of the judges. We're going to have Matt Bodos will be the other judge. Matt will be there and Amy. And we have somebody from the old school judging this year. We replaced Todd. You know, he was really, you know, Hurt Feelings Report was submitted. But the third judge will be Mr. Tom Herb. He's an old school F3C competitor and used to be kind of big in the heli scene that now is not so much, but he's starting to get that flame going again for helis. Uh, there will be a cash prize for that by your very own best podcast show ever, the Heli Heads. So there's cash money on nice. the line. It might pay for the gas, just saying. So. Ooh, might be worth the trip. Yep. So hashtag Puma 2022 on 12S or 12S, or maybe now with a new motor, success. I don't yeah. know. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, hashtag inverted autos are not my thing yet. <laughs> but I will say. We're working on it. <laughs> we're working on it. It's a uh, work in progress. Apparently you Just need like to, to learn how to be literate. First. Yep, I need to learn how to read you know, freaking autos. Gosh, you know, like it took me forever to somewhat learn how to read women. Oh, this is a problem, guys. Mm. 
I will say this. Once the second Puma was in the air and flying, guess what I did the very next flight? I took Puma number one, and I did nothing but upright autos with Todd next to me, you know, kind of talk me through, you know, what the hell he needs, what inputs to put to start learning how to read the autos. Nice. You know? Yeah, what? Just a tip. Just give me just a tip. Just a tip. Just a tip. Ouch, ouch, you're on my hair. All right. Um, <laughs> for anybody who's trying to learn inverted autos, my best advice is, is practice the approach with motor on. Like, okay. practice the approach and the exit with motor on. It mm. will save you so much time uh, with having to deal with auto bailout or crashing your helicopter. Because with the motor on, you can tell if you're still moving forward or not, which is very important. Mm-hmm. So we did something interesting because it was me, Todd, and Jamie uh, at the field doing auto, right? Todd started and I flew and then Jamie did. So for Jamie, we took his, his bank one head speed to really, really low, like a thousand, right? And that's how he started doing his first couple. I just said, you know what? I'm going to jump off the deep end and just go into auto, <laughs> you know, bank. So that works too. Let's see. Nice. Hashtag been flying cheap bats. And yes, I be I put in a warranty call for one of those cheap bats. Hashtags, you know, this one is your best one, Chris. I gotta say it was a good one. Hashtag autos are like books. You gotta learn how to read them. That is a hundred percent true. <laughs> yep. And the last but not least, hashtag party till 4 a.m. We're going to make it happen. Urcha, <laughs> Heli Throwdown, whatever other event I, I go to between now and the end of the year, we're going to party till 4 a.m. Mm. I'm nah. out. Nah. Yeah. Till, right, till Chris, 9.30, maybe 10. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 9.30. Hmm. That's pushing it. <laughs> All right, Chris, what you got? Hashtag, I crashed internationally. Nice. Hashtag, I start dominance internationally. <laughs> and hashtag, my girlfriend's reason I'm flying. Oh, yeah, Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. We got to recognize. Yeah, we got to give credit for credit to do. All right. Let's get this guy out of here. So we've got... Hashtag, if it flies, it dies, or desolders, or unplugs, or falls out of the sky, or something. We've got hashtag, tw- or batteries fall out. Hashtag, 12 a.m. is my limit. Hashtag, or way if- past your limit. Yeah, way past. Could be. I'm getting older now. Uh, hashtag, if you crash enough, there's no need for maintenance. It's such Back. a classic. Such a classic. It's true. Hashtag, fuck warranties. Packs are packs. Mm-hmm. Hashtag for old Bill, cameras kill. Mm-hmm. And of course, we've got hashtag rodeo is for churros. We hope to see you there. Yep. Thank you so much for listening. This has been episode number 74, talking tail servos with my boys Gooch and Diamond. We'll catch mm-hmm. you guys next time. Mm-hmm. Later. Later.
give I gotta give Octi props. That can't be acting. It's pretty. It looks dope. Oct. Yeah, it looks no, it looks good. I just think the name is gay as fuck. But of course, so <laughs> is Ross. So you know, it is what it is. I mean, at this point, they should have called it the gay as fuck seven hundred. It would be <clears> just <throat> just as gay. Raw dog seven hundred. Oh man, had they, had they Devin just called it? Yeah, had they just called it the Devin seven hundred, it would have been just as gay. Yep. Yep. There you go. He's going to be pissed. <laughs> Love you, Dev. All right. Long uh, time. Yeah, long time. Nailed it. Killed All it. right, we're clear. Ooh. Leave it to the three of us to have a three-hour show. Two and a half hours. I feel like just I'm for the friggin' here. first half. How does that fucking happen? Dude, uh, I feel skills. like I'm talking. Oh, you did good, Chris. No, like it's. it's... I feel like this is different because I'm never this talkative on it. You're you're doing great. This is the Chris that we've been hoping for. Like in our dreams, you mm. know. I didn't want to go see. that far. He doesn't need to know what I dream about. <laughs> Him with that Damn. muscle muscle shirt on and them guns showing. Mm. Yeah, you see my little fishy tattoo. <laughs> fishy tattoo. Fishy tattoo. Uh... Fishies. I'll start calling you oh. sea bass. I'm kind of excited for <laughs> Toronto. Uh, yeah. Hey, Kevin. Yeah. So I just sent uh, Manny <laughs> a gift card for $22.99. I said, for your next dinner, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <sighs> I think Bird is going to shit his pants when, when he hears this one. Mm. Oh, shit. That's going to make freaking Manny trip. Like, fuck, bro. Fuck. Bro, like, you don't need to do that. Fuck. Now, now. I want to give you the money back. No, dude, it's good. Now, bro. Like, fuck. Hello. 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 Welcome back. Welcome back to the Hellyhead Show. Hosted yeah. by Christopher. <laughs> Anytime you're ready, buddy. Okay, hold on one second. <sighs> I'm kidding. Hold on, <laughs> let me grab another drink. Uh, oh, boy. Getting spiced up. All right, here we go. I'm going to bring it back in, oh, I God think. Damn it. Take that dick Jesus. out of your mouth. Which one? Which that one? one? <laughs> <The> left one. <laughs> left one. Uh, My left or your left? Hmm. Goodness. Fine. Here we go. Welcome back from our commercial break. <laughs> I had to yawn first. Sorry. Whew. Jeez, that was just, a long yawn. Don't just start that shit. Mm. All right, here we go. And Peppy. Peppy. Energy. Bring it on with energy. Okie dokie. Peppy